So a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I wonder what the, I wonder what the matches look like on the other side. I just wanted to see what they look like, and I got a flow flow subscription, so I just like popped up one of the matches, and I'm watching this match, and I'm like, wait a second. I hit pause, and I look in the background, and I see three three M three people just standing there, um, Marcus, Oleg, and Aquila, and they're all just like intensely watching this match. And this is my next opponent. Like that's who I had to you know fight against next. Whoever won that, and I was just like, I mean. I knew they were scouting my matches at the time, but I'm so like self-centered at that point. You know, I'm not even thinking about like what people are doing for me. My uncle Ray is like going to get me water nonstop and he's like drilling with me before matches. And, and I'm not even like thinking like, wow, this is amazing that these people are doing this. And then kind of after the fact, I kind of digested it. And then I just saw this, all of them standing there and every one of them, and this is late on the last night of the tournament, they had to be exhausted. Cause I was exhausted after watching two days just you know going to watch Afim and and Aquila and Marcus and all those all the guys girls that were fighting and I was exhausted so when they're when they're there late at night six o'clock at night on Saturday and all of them had their significant others there they all had plans to do something in Vegas and they all are just like actually not phoning it in you know they're just like intensely helping me you know get ready for my next match so that was really cool and it just it I don't know it just kind of shows you a little bit how special I'm from from my perspective like I've been in coaching I've been a coach pretty much my entire adult life and so I kind of understand what it's like to be at a tournament with like 15 athletes and you're bopping around from this mat to that mat and by the end of the night you just want to go home you know that's you're just so exhausted from it um, you know there's the emotional roller coaster side of it and then to have competed as well on top of it all three of them competed um, at the tournament, it, uh, you know, that just amplifies how tired you'd be, you know, dealing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pohada Podcast. I'm the host of these conversations, Matt Browse of Pohada Photography. This is a show where I have real conversations with Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners and folks in other aggressive pursuits. Very often, these are black belts, gym owners, and elite-level competitors. Today I'm having a roundtable style conversation with Pauly, of course, and our friends and training partners Yefim Shukolovich and Darren Hami. So without further ado, Yefim and Darren. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Sokol, Sokol, Yadil. Sopal, Sopal, Yadil? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> that was close enough. Hey. <laughs> I got some good photos this morning at a CrossFit class. Did you? Yeah. CrossFit's weird, man. It's like a weird photographic rhythm, you know? Everybody moves around so much. Right. It's like photographing the small guys at jiu-jitsu. Fucking slow down so I can catch some shots, you know? So is it a gym that you, uh, people you know? or the Yeah, and I've been training uh, clients out of it. Okay. Recently. Oh, out of that gym? Yeah. Nice, brah. Yes, sir. You're supposed to talk. It's a podcast. Say stuff. Let me tell you how this works. <laughs> You're the host, and you ask questions. No, I've, you've never listened to this show. <laughs> I do very I haven't. What is, what is the name of this? It's the... Jeez, Sonny. What's it? He's barkier in the last few weeks. Well, uh, last time was when the car accident happened out front. <laughs> this isn't going to do with him. Hey, am I parked in the right spot? Yeah, I think you'll be safe. <laughs> 
You are directly in the way of him Am leaving, I? however. I was looking at it going, where did Kelly park? <laughs> he parked behind my car, but closer to the end. Where did you park? Oh, right behind him. Good call. That's uh, nice. That protects my back flank. <laughs> there you go. I, the very first thing I said was, why, why couldn't he just hit mine? <laughs> like, as long as you don't break a light, I don't give a shit. Because a light, I legally need to, you know, you fix. fix it. But it was a big fucking dent. Kelly said to me today, he's like, hey, I haven't called your neighbor yet. I'm like, oh, it's cool. He's not going anywhere. You know, be all right. Get around to it. When you get around to it, he goes, I'm kind of hoping with the warm weather that it's just going to pop back out. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the sun hits. <laughs> it's like, awesome. Hopefully that works. That kind of suits the more i learn about kelly that kind of fits right in <laughs> if you a world champion no absolutely not but i know one who do you know he's here today oh darren are you a world champion uh technically speaking yes so what does that mean it means that if you narrow the divisions down enough that <laughs> even someone like me can be considered a world champion did I not know this till the other day, or did I know that previously? I might have known it. When, when did you? When did? You, when was this? Uh, I don't know. Early November, yeah, September. I think it was. I must have known. No, this. September was fans. Oh yeah, maybe December. I don't know. It was November theme. It wasn't no piddly ass pans. It was worlds. That's what you're saying. Right. What's the Which, difference? Pan is just Pan American. They're just tournaments. Yeah. We're, but I'm trying to puff it up, make it sound really cool. Right, but it's not like something you need to qualify for. Anybody can sign up, just like PANS. or. But not everybody can win it. The, well, no. The, yeah, well, actually, a lot of people can win it, but not everybody does. Fucking stupid. That's such a dumb reply. Why? <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is you pick a thousand jabronis in your narrowed down division and weight class and everything. Yeah. Easily 75% of them have no chance. Sure. They're there because you don't need to qualify. Like you said, not everybody's going to win it. Right. What was your, your narrowed down definition? What is, you mean? What bracket, what like age and weight and whatever? Uh, 45 plus. Jesus, really? Are you over 45 years old? Well, I'm 46. So yes. Yeah. Okay. That qualifies as 45 plus. Yeah. Blue belt. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah. 45 plus blue belt, uh, middleweight. So about 180 pounds. How many world champions were there that day? I don't know. Hundreds. They do this in, in like powerlifting and strength sports too, where there's like, there's like, uh, technically there's like teen and high school and junior and then open and then masters one, masters one, a masters one, B masters two, all the way up to like masters four, a and B right with like, 14 weight classes so like yeah national champions and world champions is yeah it's a hell of a list i mean the the podium was busy all day with like lines of people waiting to get up on it which afim got to participate in as well he took your picture uh he should have i should have but um yeah he placed third in the masters two blue belt blue belt featherweight featherweight yes in the world. In the world. Yeah, make it sound cool. Yeah, in the world. Yeah. But at the same time, like, not all the world participates. Like, it's guys kind of from a US Brazil thing. don't show up, you know. It's kind of a U.S. tournament. Pretty sure. much. Just oh. sounds better when it's called world. Right. 
Yeah, anybody from the world can come. But I think the, I think the black belt divisions are more representation of you know, it's. I used to race bikes and, um, bicycles. Bicycles. More? Yeah. And it would always annoy me when so there's categories there. You have like start as a cat five, and as you progress, your cat. Sorry about the. It's all good. Flipping the cords, <laughs> you start as a cat five, and then you progress up to like a cat, you know, two, cat one, and. The professionals go from the cat one ranks. Category is what cat is. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, category means cat. Or cat means category. But anyways, it used to annoy the shit out of me when some cat four would be win a state title. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm state champ. And I'd be like, what? You know, I just placed like 16th in the pro one two division. And this person thinks they're a state champ. But I mean, they are, but it's they didn't beat the best in the state. It was like a certain other world champion that we know competes in the open, the adult, the regular, yeah. despite technically being able to qualify for the old. Yeah, she, she could play in the master's division if she wants, and she did, and she won that too. But she also goes in the, in the adult division as well and wins world titles there too. So that's better is what you're saying. Yes, that's better. Hmm. That's the real world champs. But I don't. it's not like I'm not happy about it or I'm not proud of it. Sure. I, it's a tough tournament and... And it's, um, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I participated and I was, I, I'm glad I did well, but, um, I don't make it more than what it actually is, you know. Still a big deal. I say it's still a big deal and it's a big deal for community, for people who trains outside of that community. It's not a big deal. Right. They probably don't care, but, uh, but people you train with, you know, community, you know, it's a big deal. But it's still other world champion. How about that? You got world champions, and then you got those other <laughs> world champions. Yeah. That's the way to think about it. Did you beat everybody up there? Or did you have, like, good competitive matches and some close calls? I don't actually remember a lot. Um, yeah, I had a lot of competitive matches. Um, yeah, my first round was really tough. Um, I think I got two passes on the guy. Um that was it. I won four zero. Um, my next round, I was against a wrestler, and um, don't you hate that? Don't you hate when you face a wrestler? Actually, it's kind of annoying, especially when you both got geese on. Oh yeah, because <laughs> then you can't even like see who's the better wrestler because you nullify each other. Sure. Um, so we were on our feet the whole time, and I, neither of us could take the other one down, and I went for a throw didn't didn't get the throw so but i ended up in half guard and um had to get a late sweep and that's how i beat him so that was a really tough match he was really really strong so far you're winning a world championship with sweeps no pass two passes in the oh, first two match. passes sorry oh. he's saving the best moves for final <laughs> my third match i had a, a another tough guy and he looked when i looked from afar luckily Oleg came up to me before the match and he's like this guy doesn't look like much but um but don't don't let the looks don't let what he looks like deceive you. He's pretty tough, and he Oleg had been scouting all my matches for me, which was awesome. Um, and so I kind of knew what to expect, and he was really tough and just had a really good guard. And I got a near pass on him, and that was like the match. I got an advantage for a near pass. That was the whole match. So I won by an advantage. No points scored. What a sport. What a sport. What, what a sport. Almost got some points, therefore I win, you know. It's like horseshoes. Yeah. 
Except with Russian intelligence on your side. <laughs> that was good. Exactly. I needed it. Yeah, for sure. I could have used some Belarusian expertise there too, but... So, was that the last match? That was the semifinal. Oh, okay. And then the final was um, not very... not. I mean, it was... I took the guy down with a double leg right away and then subbed him with a step-over choke pretty quickly. So... It, the other side of the bracket wasn't as tough as my the side I went through. You posted about this finally on social media. You're, you're not exactly a social media butterfly. No, I don't. I don't post a lot. Yeah, but what was the picture that you posted? So a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I wonder what the, I wonder what the matches look like on the other side. I just wanted to see what they look like, and I got a flow, flow subscription, so I just like popped up one of the matches and I'm watching this match and I'm like, wait a second. I hit pause and I look in the background and I see three, three M three people just standing there. Um, Marcus, Oleg and Akila. And they're all just like intensely watching this match. And this is my next opponent. Like that's who I had to, you know, fight against next, whoever won that. And I was just like, I mean, I knew they were scouting my matches at the time, but I'm so like self-centered at that point. You know, I'm not even thinking about like what people are doing for me. My uncle Ray is like going to get me water nonstop and he's like drilling with me before matches. And, and I'm not even like thinking like, wow, this is amazing that these people are doing this. And then kind of after the fact, I kind of digested it. And then i just saw this, all of them standing there and every one of them, and this is late on the last night of the tournament, they had to be exhausted. Cause I was exhausted after watching two days just, you know, going to watch Afim and, and Akila and Marcus and all those, all the guys, girls that were fighting. And I was exhausted. So when they're, when they're there late at night, six o'clock at night on Saturday, and all of them had their significant others there, they all had plans to do something in Vegas. And they all are just like, actually not phoning it in, you know, they're just like intensely helping me, you know, get ready for my next match. Yeah. They'd be chilling at a bar somewhere, sipping a whiskey, relaxing. Right. But they're there for you. Is that what you wrote in that post? Something like okay, that. I, I don't know if I can fade all that. But. I'm like, I didn't actually read it because I don't remember any of this. <laughs> didn't read it too I long. I just saw the picture. <laughs> so I'm glad I asked. Yeah. So that was really cool. And it just, it, I don't know, it just kind of shows you a little bit how special, I'm from, from my perspective, like I've been in coaching, I've been a coach pretty much my entire adult life. And so I kind of understand what it's like to be at a tournament with like, 15 athletes and you're bopping around from this mat to that mat and by the end of the night you just want to go home you know that's you're just so exhausted from it um you know there's the emotional roller coaster side of it and then to have competed as well on top of it all three of them competed um at the tournament it uh you know that just amplifies how tired you'd be you know well technically none of them are your coach they're not they're not ishmael yeah they don't need to be standing there yeah and they don't even need to be standing there's nothing there's no reason that that they need to be stand, you know, right. that they need to be there for it. Um, but they are. But they are. But it's a, it's a special, it's a special group. I think. I mean, just the whole M theory community is incredible. And I don't know any other ones, so I'm assuming they're all kind of like this. But it's the vibe I get, actually. There's yeah. There's a lot of good overall in the community. With just that list of people, Oleg, Marcus, and Akila. That's sure. I'll take some advice from that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, damn. How many, so how many total matches did you? Four. four. Four to a world championship. Yeah, I got a buy in the first round. Do you like that? Um. Well. I feel like I'd want to get into a couple and then like. 
It, the thing is, is it's seeded. So I won pan, so I got the first seed. And, oh, okay. And the, so that was fine, but it's not like everybody does all the tournaments. So the seeding is kind of like a lot of those guys weren't at pans. Right. So it doesn't like give you, a, I don't think it does a really great job of seeding it. And, and there wouldn't be a good, there's no good way to do it. Yeah. You can't really. Yeah. Unless all the same people start showing up. Yeah. Unless we start having these huge tournaments, all these old guys are all decide going to go together, you know, and, you know, beat each other up, figure out who's the best. And <laughs> they all plan their kids' sports and stuff around their exactly, own tournaments. Yeah. And yeah, we'll make a Facebook, we'll face, group, and Facebook group and we'll yeah. <laughs> all get together and just so we can have good seating. <laughs> Stupid. Yefim, how many matches do you have when you were there? I had four. And um, Go. I don't want to talk about my last one. Why not? But tell me about <laughs> your last match. Last match? Yeah. It was not good. Why? I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of didn't go my way, didn't get what I wanted, and I just, you know, it's jujitsu when you're competing. I mean, it's so honest sport. There is no bullshit. It's like, and I kind of, you know, didn't do good. Dropped the ball, you know. So I didn't get what I wanted, and uh, the guy get what he wanted, and uh, he won on points, maybe like twenty to zero or something like that. It wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, it felt like twenty to zero. Though. Yeah, it it felt like really yeah. bad, and it, it's it's only five minutes. So, and uh, yeah, but I'm still happy. You know, I, I went, I competed, and uh, jujitsu is a team sport. Uh, like Darin was saying, um, it's a team sport. Even though you compete yourself, but uh, uh, training, coaching, and all that. So it was a it was fun. Give me a highlight, though. Tell me about a different match, one that went well that you liked. Uh, I almost got DQ'd in one match. There we go. I was uh, winning on points. I, you know, passed guard and swept him or something. But uh, I was doing my Sao Paulo pass and uh, um, just taking my time. But uh, ref was quick. Like, okay, you got penalty. You got second penalty. And before I knew it, I have three penalties. And if you get fourth, you get DQ'd. And I didn't and know that at the time. know this at the time. And Oleg was screaming, stand up, posture up, posture <laughs> up. And like, I, I don't know why. And then, then I did for some reason. And, uh, you know, I won. Uh, but uh, it was a way to learn the rules. So I mean, you're, you're working on a sweep that just seems like on you're the stalling. Yeah, I was pass. passing. It looked like stalling. Yeah, you're just taking and your dearest time. It wasn't, but... Um, yeah, the San, San Paulo Pass is like... It looks like nice glacier, a little slow type pass. It's mm, I have to have you show me. That's kind of my game. <laughs> I like to be in that stalling slash almost stalling almost all the time. So Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That's the idea, right? Yep. So you said jujitsu is a no bullshit sport. So that's how I know <clears throat> well, I'm never gonna be good at it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kind of a bullshitter. Go. What were you gonna say? No, it's like uh, either you could do it or you cannot do it. Like, can you perform under the pressure or you cannot? So there's like, oh, you know, I didn't do it because I was tired. Like, oh, I was, uh, I didn't get this because I was lifting yesterday. You know what I mean? Yeah, the wind took. You it. didn't. You didn't. That's, that's the end of it. You know. Right. You lost. Yep, you lost. Or. Or you won. Or you won. What are you guys drinking? What is that? 
It's a lemonade. You're drinking lemonade? That says Rattler. It's my favorite beer. It tastes like lemonade. It's grapefruit flavor. I don't like tasting alcohol. I told them when you drop a little uh, whiskey in that, it changes the game. <laughs> I hear, yeah. I, nobody likes to taste. When you once you like the taste of alcohol, we're, we got to have a conversation. Nobody likes the taste of alcohol. What are you drinking? What's that? This is uh, inbound. Inbound, yeah. Do you like the taste of it? Uh, yeah. Tastes like, tastes like grapefruit. As a tastes of fact, like grapefruit, just, just like yours. <laughs> What's Probably that tastes one? a lot like yours. That's from as a modest. Yep, dreamyard. I can, I can dreamyard. I can recognize the cans without even seeing the logo. Speaking of knowing you got a problem, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Spending too much on beer is the problem, man. What's that accent, Efim? Where are you from? Um, from Belarus. It used to be Soviet Union. Uh, beautiful country. A lot like Minnesota. What? <laughs> so, I mean, weather-wise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, spit some game at me here. Some Russian. Oh. Matvey, you're a good person. Спасибо, что позвал. You know, your name will be Matvey in Russian. Matvey? Matvey. Matvey, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. What about him? No, it's just Darin. Darin. <laughs> just Darin. There's only one Darin. And I'm still struggling. Is it Darin or Darin? I'm like, I don't know. Darin. Yeah. Okay. Efim. Efim. It's Efim. Yeah, I give up. Efim? Efim? Yes. Efim? Yes. Efim? Yep. <laughs> I answer to it all. <laughs> Yesterday, Ishmael called me Efim like, uh, yeah. to roll with me, and yeah. I didn't recognize I was called. I was like, I don't know who that guy is. He turned and walked away. <laughs> no, I like then I realized and and I got whistled. What what's your like native language? Um my native language is Belarus, Belarusian, okay. but uh mostly we speak Russian. So like you and Oleg yeah, you know, co covert yep. coaching? Yep. So nice. when Oleg was that was literally them. happening. Yeah, I'm not so I'm asking about it because it's yeah. all the Brazilian guys do that pseudo Spanish Portuguese stuff, and like even if you know some Spanish, you're like, I got like three words, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah. there's no way you could read the other coach. We yeah, gotta learn. We awesome. gotta learn Russian, right? So we yeah, got our own little covert on. language. Like they were actually using that during during Fim's match, um, and like effectively because what Oleg was wanted to tell him would have been something that his opponent would have. You know, it would have helped him to know as well. That's what I'm saying. You're stealing the signs. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that's strange about jujitsu is you get two coaches yelling stuff. They can hear each other. Yep. Both fighters can hear both. It almost makes it more impressive when somebody actually does something. Because <laughs> everybody involved knew that was exactly what you wanted to do. And there you went and did it anyway. Well. But it sounds more intimidating when you can't understand. It's like Russian. That's how. Yeah. My yep. opponent is talking Russian to some guy on the sidelines. That's more intimidating than Portuguese. Yeah, because half of the guys speak Portuguese. That's what I'm saying. It's normal now. Yep. It's still intimidating. What are they talking about? I won't be able to do that. Darren, we're going to start learning Russian tomorrow. All right, I'm get on it. What did you say earlier in Russian? Uh, to you? Yeah. I said, Matthew is a good guy and thank you for invitation. <laughs> yeah. I promise it was that. That's a lie. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. Check the transcripts. 
It's no bullshit sport, man. <laughs> this is no bullshit. <laughs> you guys like jujitsu then? I'm still not sold. What's what's holding you back? What's the what do we need to sell you on it? That's man, that's therapy. I don't know. I'm asking you. Well, I, I like it a lot. I because uh, you're a wrestling background, right? I got a wrestling background, um, and I've wanted to get into jujitsu for a long time, but just like family life and coaching wrestling and work all have been, you know, getting in the way of it. And then uh, I had I had an uncle, or I have an uncle who was also coaching wrestling, and then he his he had kind of a negative relationship with his son during wrestling practices so he's like i i kind of got to back out of this and let him do his own thing and so he but he like which really, is awesome by the way being oh, able yeah. to recognize that and step back and exactly yeah, good call so he but he missed wrestling practice because he loved you know he loved wrestling with the kids and stuff so i said why don't you try jujitsu and so he's like what the heck and within a week he was doing seven days a week two to three practices a day <laughs> And he's been doing that since. Like, now, uncle, how much older than you is he? Uncle in quotes. He's yeah, he's yeah. my aunt's, who's very young, like five years older than me. Sure. Ex-husband. Okay. So I call him Uncle Ray, but just, I've always called him Uncle Ray, but we've known each other since I was in middle school. It's like a, you've adopted like an Italian thing where like uncle and cousin are kind of interchangeable exactly. across the generations. But he's probably my best friend. You know, we probably talk. Sure. you know a couple times a week about jujitsu now pretty much all the time so then so he started it and then he like bugged me forever to to get into it and i eventually did um and i've where's he train at he trains in uh ronin fitness in eau claire wisconsin oh yeah i'm from wisconsin Do yeah, it's, like, it's like a, it's like a gym that outside of jiu-jitsu and stuff right like the, the they've got some fitness stuff but it's almost it's it's all mat space and oh, okay, sure. it's got a cage for for fighting and yeah but yeah they do have fitness equipment there and they had a personal trainer there right. that was doing some i don't know i think that's why they called it fitness because they had a personal trainer there that, well but broader marketing too you're pulling, yeah, pulling people in for multiple reasons but he really likes it there it's, it's a cool gym um but yeah he got he he kept bugging me and and eventually i i looked at a bunch of gyms around town and um i you know knew some people in the i've known kelly since i don't know 2009 or 2010 and i called him and talked to him about it and asked his opinion and he said the academy or m theory and um so those are the two i kind of looked at and m theory is on the way home from work so that's why i picked it yeah baby it's got to be a practical decision yeah also everybody tells you to go to the gym they go to right and they're generally not wrong honest again sure. same thing is so yeah. much positive in so many different facets of the community seems yeah and what's funny now if i went to the academy or wherever if i went to a gym that was 40 miles out of the way i would still stay there you know that would be after the fact but at the time it was more about it's got to be practical mm-hmm and I'd only go like once a week for, I don't know, like three months or something like that, just because I didn't think I had the time to do it. And then I found out that I had the time eventually. 
Time's always there. Yeah, the time's just, always there. It's just whether you make it or not. Picking the time, yeah. But yeah, so the other thing I have, some people know this at the gym, is I'm extremely claustrophobic. Uh, I think I've told you that before, haven't I, Paulie? No, I don't think I did know that. Um, well, good choice then. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. Right. So that's Excellent that's another choice. thing that held me back from doing it is just because I didn't want to deal with that. Um, but that's been like kind of an ongoing struggle for the pretty much the entire, yeah, from day one, pretty much. Actually, now I'm starting to remember if we did talk about that at some point. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm starting to remember a couple of our roles where I got to mount on you and just pancaked your face with my belly, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's good. It's exposure therapy. I mean, I've talked to Ish about it, and he, like at the very beginning, and he gave me a lot of ideas on how to how to deal with it. Um, Don't get mounted. <laughs> was that one of them? No, it, it wasn't so actually. Good. It was the opposite. It was more start kind of use some old school jujitsu um, philosophy and just uh, um, just survive, just work on survive. Don't worry about getting out. Don't worry about sweeping them or getting, getting back to guard. Just think about only survival and for as long as you can, and then um, work on your breathing and just relaxing and try to get in a relaxed state. And he actually rolled with me, you know, a bunch of times, you know, just like, and he's like, you don't get to be on top. I'm just going to be on top and I, I can, I can put a lot of pressure on you and, but obviously, you know, what type of pressure Ish can put on somebody. But squish me out. Yeah. But I think he like kind of backs off a little bit, you know, for right. me. Yeah. From that perspective, just while I was like working on it. But I've gotten a lot better. I can I can deal with it a lot better now. Because of exposure therapy. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. That's like the resistance training you needed, the progressive I would assume it's better just from yeah. rounds of practice, right? Absolutely. Right. That is the best advice too, isn't it? Like if you start thinking about how the hell do I get out of this, especially when you don't know how to get out of it, you're just going to That's panic. where the panic sets in, yeah. yeah. But if you just go, okay, I'm still alive, still yeah. alive, I'm breathing. Yeah, and it's it's not like a logical phobia. It's so stupid. Like, I'm totally safe. There's nothing going to be, mm-hmm. nothing, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to. I think that's actually part of the definition of phobia. Is it it's, is it yeah. illogical? Right. Like me in heights. I'm not going to fall. Yeah, same. I don't yeah, go past the like second those. floor. You know what I mean? I'm not going to die either. Like, why am I so uncomfortable? <laughs> There's a railing here. It's going to keep me from Yeah, falling. well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting. I didn't know that. It is probably, you know, again, kind of the best medicine, though. Just face it head on. Yeah, so that's that's been... Um, that Yeah, that's gotten a lot better. Man, the first few rolls are really rough. I used to, like, only play top side, Um because of that, not because I didn't want to learn the bottom, but I was just like so freaking scared to get somebody on top of me and not be able to get away. And that was, that was brutal. But, um, I would assume that was a more comfortable skill set anyway, just with some wrestling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The, the playing off my back is really tough, was, has been really tough. It's counterintuitive to everybody. Right. You're going to get in a fight. All right. Lay down. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Draw them into you nice and close. <laughs> sweat in my mouth <laughs> you feel me to wrestle no i didn't i've done zero sports before zero sports well i did the prior jujitsu i did uh, judo for two years but it's very casual like you know once or twice a week maybe so it's still was... like certified murderer isn't it no judo's really. terrifying but you know it was helpful definitely I think we started at the same time. You, 
during, you know. When did you start? Right before the seminar that you talk about all the time. Oh, yeah. So yep. first week of April yep. or something. Pretty much. Huh. I see. It's one of those things you show up and you assume everybody there has already been there. Yep. But, yeah, that, that would put us right around that same time. That also makes me watch your, your progression with uh, more admiration. I'm just going to keep pretending that you were around for like six to nine months before <laughs> I was. <laughs> just for my own sense of self, you know. Yeah, jujitsu is really fun. I do enjoy it. I feel like it's obsession at this point. I don't know. But uh, big thank you to my family for letting me do the jujitsu as much as I do. Yeah. Afim is at every freaking training session. Yeah. No. I, I will bounce around the schedule a bunch. And I he's just, there every time. Isn't I he? have that kind of flexibility. I kind of own my own schedule. And there's a handful of people who are just there no matter what. It's like, I know my weird work schedule. What kind of work schedule do you have? Because you're here every time. So if there was a 6 a.m. class, you'd be there. No, not 6 a.m. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't, don't get that idea, idea out there. <laughs> I guarantee you there's demand for that. I'm pretty sure. I actually lobbied for it at one point. You did? You're probably not alone. I would dig that. Yeah, I think it'd be amazing. But it, it is kind of hard to like, I've re- had earlier morning wrestling practices before, and it's hard to kind of get ro- rolling that early in the morning. But, you know, especially if the mats are cold. and. Well, that's cool. But like you think, I think more people, just from my experience in gyms, fitness gyms, yeah, there's a, a substantial percentage of the population that, the idea, both energy-wise, enthusiasm-wise, schedule and dinner and kids and all that-wise of going in after work to work out is just daunting and a pain in the ass. Yeah. And those are the crazy motherfuckers that are knocking on the door at 5.30 in the morning at gyms to hit treadmills and stuff. You know? Right. There's, I guarantee you there'd be a sustainable number of people interested in that. Yeah, and maybe that's something they do at some point with the as they grow i doubt we'll see ishmael (laughs) ishmael coaching it (laughs) what uh what's your preferred time afim um 11 a.m yeah that's a nice time you up you know and you take a break and then you take a shower and go back to work i don't know i like it take a shower before you go back to work yeah. Oh, that's nice of you. That's your that's you like the eleven o'clock class, right, Polly? Yeah, that that's when I go the majority of the time. If if I had my way, I'd have it be more like nine. Sure, that'd be ideal for me. But um, but yeah, definitely earlier. Uh, not too early. I wouldn't want it before nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by nine. Bro. Yeah, that well during the week during the week. <laughs> well, so like when I first started at the gym. Um, the weekday class was at 10 and the um, Saturday morning class was at nine, like the essentials. Yeah. And I always used to wish like, why don't they just flip flop that? And like <laughs> nine during the week. And then be a little 10. easier to get that Saturday yeah, class. So now we've 10. bumped up to the 10 now, but with it, that, uh, the other ones obviously it's bumped up to 11. But once I started going to morning classes, despite the fact that I absolutely need like the essentials classes as they are, like I need as much slow instruction and drilling as possible. That's just how my brain works. And that's also just where I'm at, like developmentally wise. So you get a more of a blended thing in the morning 
But once I started going to those, I had the flexibility of my work schedule. It was immediately impossible for me to go to the evening classes. Just screw it. Six o'clock. <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to do that right now. I want to be home having a beer or whatever, you know. I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy, but I was trying to tell myself, like, this year I'm going to I'm gonna go to more no-gi classes, you know. And here we are, almost February, and I haven't gotten to one. Not one. night. How many did you go to last year, let's say? Two. So go to, you, got, you got however many months to get to three. Yeah. Yeah. And that's technically more no gi classes. Right. Just, you can justify it, but that's how you got hurt. Just slipping around in no gi. <laughs> For so sure. You've decided it's not worth it. That's right. Yuffie, why didn't you do any sports? No, no, no kids sports, no youth sports? Well, I, I did uh, cross country ski when I was in high school, but I wasn't really good. It's called transportation. That's not a sport. That's how <laughs> yeah, you get Yeah, that's how would it get yeah. to places in my country. Uh, <laughs> So some people do it here too. Yeah. And I was out of shape and I was, I got to do something. I tried running and it's so boring. I just can't. You just run back and forth and I just, I tried music. No, I cannot do that. So I tried yoga and I think I hurt it my back with it. So like, no, that's not good. And so I tried. I got hurt stretching out, man. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, true story. Uh, it was one of the 6 a.m. classes. Yeah, there you go. Yep. See? That's, That's the no problem. problem. Too early in the morning. <laughs> yep. When did you come over here? Uh, 2003. Why? Why did you come here? I don't know. I I would move somewhere. I mean, and um, I had a friend uh, who spent a couple of years here. I'm like, yeah, this is the best country in the world. Just, this is so good. I'm like, well, I better check it out. And he was right. That it's the best country in the it, world? It is. It is. Why? He has to say that. That's part of the uh, non-deportation. It's it yeah, just, yeah. it just the feeling, you know, uh, when I go back, like I have to, like jujitsu, I have to keep my elbows tight, you know, look over my shoulder. But when I go back here, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it's fine. I'm home, you know. Just feels good. Like safer, more comfortable. Just everything, you know. I don't know. How, how often do you go back? I used to go like every other year, but um, lately I didn't go more often. Like there is some crazy stuff going on over there. And, really? Yep. There is a, no. some kind of revolution and something. Oh. And uh, I don't want to get arrested. So yeah, it's a good thing, I'm sure. Yep. It's and, a re- revolution know, just, is a good thing. Yeah. In case you're listening. <laughs> Yeah, and I like I was talking about it, and um, I think Minnesota is the best state for living. You know why? Because uh, jobs, schools, you know, healthcare, people, like all of it together. Like, and uh, I haven't visited all of the states, but you don't need to visit most of them. I'm gonna be. How about uh, how about North Dakota? <laughs> North Dakota's the Should bomb. I go? Bro, you got elbow space. Elbow and I did go. And I did you gotta, go. I went there. You have to strategically pack your groceries before you put them in the cart because the wind is about to whip that shit right out of there and across the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? That's a lesson personally learned, but it's just different. 
You Far, Fargo in uh, early January is uh, one of my favorite times of year there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I went to school in Fargo Moorhead, and my campus visit was like January thirteenth. <laughs> you still it, went? It was yeah. That's that's how you know you're like all right. I could deal with that, you know, because it was as bad as it's gonna get. It was like forty eight below with the wind chill. You're like all right, I'll be inside most of the time. We'll be okay. <laughs> Man, that was cold. I forgot all about that till just now. But yeah, we were like walking from building to building. Yeah, it's Brutal. like it's not like the temperature is that much different. It's just the wind blowing across the yeah. plains. It's just no hills. It's unbelievable. Like literally, un- like and the the groceries. It's not a joke, man. You, you can't put light <laughs> I, stuff I on the you. top. You gotta like, yeah, you gotta have, save one heavy item for each bag. Otherwise, you ain't making it to the car. Then I had a little Honda CRX back the year after high school, and uh, I had a friend that used to go to Concordia up in Moorhead, and I'd drive up there for the weekend, and that. The fucking wind would drag that car all over the ninety four. I'd just be like, like the whole time, you know, white knuckling it, was, it all the way. Fuck that, man. It's definitely there. anywhere where you bump into like the interstate just being closed one day because of like wind and weather. You're like, well, we're not going anywhere. That's different. I remember one time driving up there uh, back. For, it was like spring break, heading back up to school or something. Should have stayed home, and we're you know. It's like a three and a half, four and a half hour drive from here to Fargo. And it took like 11. Oh my God. And there was one point where I looked in the rearview mirror and saw, what, I'm like, oh, clearly that's a car full of gals, you know, heading back up to campus after visiting home at the cities or whatever. And you look back at the road and you're just paying close attention. And I look back in my rearview mirror again and then I saw the back of their car. <laughs> Because they're just, they're like keeping pace with us, but just spinning <laughs> just around spinning on this around ice rink that we're driving on. Ridiculous. That, when you said that Belarus was beautiful and Minnesota's beautiful too, I was like, so they're both just ice rinks and yeah. miserable <laughs> and cold. That's that's exactly that's what I started like thinking of. I had that same experience on 94 once going to a wrestling tournament in Fargo and I we're, it was just snowstorm. Um, schools had said, go at your own risk type thing. They hadn't closed 94 down yet, but um, there was concern that they were going to. And I was following a vehicle in front of me, their car, car, or a truck, car to the left, and I looked behind me and I see a semi-jackknife going down the hill, like sliding towards us. You know, we're going like 30 miles an hour, and I'm like, oh, my God, what are, how are we going yeah. to get hit by this semi mm-hmm sliding down the damn hill it all worked out the semi went in the ditch it all worked out like it all worked out what <laughs> i'm sure it did i'm sure he was fine we record version two of that story and come up with something better and <laughs> plug it in there you know <laughs> we made it to fargo i don't know about the semi though he's fine yeah, i'm sure he's company fine. insurance covered yeah it. yeah you guys have kids in jiu-jitsu and stuff i actually don't even know this I do, I do. I have three. All three of them come in? Uh, yep. Uh, my youngest, she's four and a half. She started uh, about a month ago. She loves it. She's four and a half? Yes. That's terrifying. She's That's going to be a terrifying human being in like 10 years. She had a match yesterday, and she was crawling away from that person all through the mats. That was fun to watch. Yeah. She was what? Crawling away, like that's a yeah. I've done it. It's a good tactic. Yep. Get, you know, it's space management. <laughs> space <laughs> good game. Management. Yeah, it's just got to find some space. Then I got a nine-year-old, uh, and I got Sasha. She's uh, fourteen. 
Sasha, I know. She's an yeah, adult. She loves it. Stuff. That's good. Yeah. She loves it. She was there today. Yeah. And yesterday. And yeah. I'm excited. It's, it just seems like it's like, like Max, young Max. Not, yeah. Not Nurse Max. Yeah. Or Max Bolo. Green belt bat Max or whatever all, his belt yeah, all is. These Maxes. Orange or. But like young Max, you know, like a Marcus where like you got into it in your formative years and your young years. It's like it, it's going to be cool to watch that same trajectory play out with somebody. Yeah. But it'd be nice to Max. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what is he, 14? I don't know. If he's he's very so. young. He look he looks older than he is. He might be fifteen, but I think he's fourteen. Yeah, he's a bear, yeah, man. I'm like pretty I'm, sure he's bigger than I am. I'm a big oh, old boy. He's bigger right. than I am. And yeah, you. yeah. I'm a big old boy, and he feels big. He's gonna be a big. Strong. He plays big for sure. Managing stuff. Sorry. You want me to commentate? Uh, yeah. Ross is uh, currently texting Looking somebody something very important. Yeah. Couldn't wait. No, man, they're at the gym. They're, they need their lifts. <laughs> so, Paula Sofia still does jujitsu? Uh, when she was home for Christmas, she came back to a couple of classes. Um, she's been saying for a year that she's going to start going down in Tampa and hasn't yet, but we'll see. Who knows? She, she, I mean, she had fun when she came home Christmas time. Yeah, and she was like, she's like, I'm gonna start going back down, you know, when I get down to school. And I was like, sweet, do it, you know. So we'll see. Do they? Just, what do they? Do they have a club in the college, or do they have a there's gym a, close by that? Yeah, there's a um, a gym. It's like half a block off of campus, the far side of campus, but okay. it's like a half a block off of campus. It's Gracie Tampa South. Um, I'm not gonna remember the name of the head instructor there, but Ishmael had heard of the guy and. Uh, Matt Arroyo, I think, fought in the UFC for a little bit, but um, yeah, Ishmael said we good spot. So hopefully she goes. We'll see. Even just like a little bit, just like a once a week thing. Yes. From all the benefits of any kind of exercise, but certainly training jujitsu, like you got to do it. You know, like if you did it when you were in college, with some level of consistency, things would have been better. You know what I mean? Like not that things were bad or whatever, but. There's just so much to take from it, especially for a gal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Plus, like, the thing, um, like, you meet some cool people, yeah. you know? So, like, I mean, she's got plenty of friends down there, so it's not an issue. But, I mean, they're all college kids, and they all party their faces off, you know? So it wouldn't be bad to have another <laughs> set of friends, <laughs> you know? That different different cultural this, network. Yeah, man. Might be a healthier, healthier for friend sure. group. For sure. So... Plus that same thing, like the arc that the, that she could have, just how young she is, yep. you know, just speaking as a room full of reasonably old guys that started it later on. Did you have a 20-year gap between wrestling and jiu-jitsu? I, I learned that about Kelly when he was on. Well, I'm, I never really have stopped wrestling. Like, because of the coaching aspect. Because of the yeah. coaching aspect. Yeah. Um, not competitively. I haven't competed since I don't know when, like long ass time ago but yeah um yeah i i don't know I graduated in 93 did a year in college um yeah and then i've coached since then pretty much i took a few years off after my kids were born or my first first kid was born and then got back into it probably about four or five years later yeah because kelly like 
wrestled through college, right? Yeah. Yep. Then moved to New Mexico to do drugs and pick fights. And then like <laughs> throw rocks. 20, yeah, throwing rocks <laughs> at people. And then like 20 years later, got into jujitsu. It, it seems like a statistical anomaly. Like once you're out, you're out a lot of the times. For yeah, for people. sure. Well, I'm, I met Kelly when he was a white belt. Pretty sure he was, yeah, he was, he was a white belt at that time. Um, and his, his son was just like maybe a first grader, just, wrestling in orno and kelly was helping out with practices and then he was just telling me about oh man i'm in jujitsu and i've just you know i don't know maybe he'd been in it a year six months or eight months i don't know how long but he was telling me how much he liked it and how fun it was and um kind of explaining how different it is from wrestling but some of the similarities and stuff but it's hard to imagine white belt kelly <laughs> that's weird yeah, and then I don't think I saw him again until he was probably a blue, some point late in his blue belt or early purple belt, and then I saw him again a few years later. And, um, yeah, and obviously I kind of kept track of him and saw that you know he was being very successful. That's funny. That's a part of everybody's jujitsu thing is they knew a guy or would see posts from somebody or their tattoo artist spent years like you know bringing it up every time and trying yeah. to pressure them and we all have these weirdly long arcs to finally, finally giving in and enjoying taking the, the plunge addiction. going to the first class yeah you guys gonna be black belts in jiu-jitsu you know open schools and teach people jiu-jitsu what's what's the plan what's the goals i'm moving back to belarus i'm gonna open <laughs> jiu-jitsu school no i'm kidding i'm not gonna teach anybody why not I don't know. It's not. I just can't. You can't. I don't think I'm a good teacher. I disagree. You may not let, be let a good me, teacher, but you could be a good teacher. Maybe. No, I don't know. We'll see. How, many, how to, many people have you learned jujitsu from? A lot. How, how many like, different instructors? A lot. You know, like you go to Imperi, you learn from Ishmael, Marcus, Oleg, Akila. Like it, it, Daring. You know, it doesn't stop. I don't think I've taught you anything. Oh, you did. I was just going to say, I feel like I try to pick up on things from you two, you know, and you guys have been going technically longer, but if you're having struggles with jujitsu, that's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) You should look at different people than us. No, I'm just kidding. The theme's got great stuff. For sure. I was trying to teach my 14 year old and like, yeah, and like, nope. That's different. Hold on. That's a wild card situation. That's dad to daughter. That's a magical thing. If that works, that's like husband and wife trying to work out together. My point is that you learn different from all those different people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a good teacher to you might not be the guy that I like. So how do you know if you wouldn't be a good teacher? You know what I'm saying? I had teacher. two beers and I'm confused. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have another one. So I don't think you finished your up. first, actually. We're going to be technical here. <laughs> yeah, that's like a quarter of a beer you've had. It's a lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Ephim is very good at teaching jujitsu because I don't, we work. I think I've rolled with Ephim more than probably anybody else in the gym, like by a factor of two at least or four maybe. Mm. And um, it's a really freaking hard roll. Obviously, he's really good. And um, since we know each other's game a lot, we end up in the same damn positions over and over and over again. And it's kind of like we have to figure out how to deal with the other person's this or that and then we kind of step to the next level and and 
we both offer advice to each other on how to deal with each other's problems, you know, or sometimes we just have to go to Ishmael and say, Ish, how do we deal with this? You know? So it's super, super helpful rolling with him. So you're each, you play a puzzle piece and then the next week you get it's, a puzzle it's piece. It's like same positions, but one day they're like, Oh, I come up with this and he passes my guard and I'm like, yay, good job. Like, I'll be happy for him, you know? Because you know that you let him do it. So. No, oh, no. He did. I don't, yeah, I don't let him do it. <laughs> nothing. That's the one guy I know that we don't I let don't each other do nothing. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, I'm assuming that's the goal, though. You guys are going to stick with it long term, as long as life lets you or whatever? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I. So coming from wrestling, that like there's no belts or there's no rankings or anything, right? right. So, right. But everybody knows who's, who's the badasses in the room and... Yeah. There's rankings. There's rankings. There's but just nobody's writing it down and tracking. Yeah, it, but everybody it's in not the room official, knows. But everybody knows. So when I got to jujitsu, I thought, um, I don't. I mean, the belt system. It's fine. I get it. It's. But I was I always like had this negative connotation of like traditional martial arts, like the belts, and because I knew so many people who who their kids were black belts at 13 or 14 or something like that in Taekwondo, mm-hmm. and I was just mm-hmm. like, is that what it? You know, is that person really like at the pinnacle of their sport that doesn't make sense to me right not in me not knowing at all like how jujitsu belt system works at that time so i did a i did a uh, a tour of the academy um before i joined m theory just i was kind of looking at the academy and m theory Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and nat who you know you guys he did the podcast he gave me the tour and he he's kind of giving me the sales pitch and he's He's, he's like asking me questions and he's like, so do you want to be a, what do you want? Do you want to be really good at self-defense? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm not really worried about that. I live in suburbia. I'm going to, you know, deal with self-defense issues. And, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, ah, do you want to be a black belt? And I'm like, ah, I don't, not really. <laughs> what does that even <laughs> mean? What does that even mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> so any, any kind of, he was like, ah, yeah, I get it. You know, wrestlers may be like that or whatever. But anyways, long story short. I, I don't know how long I was in at M theory, but I was sitting on the wall one day and then Ishmael called my name. I'm a no stripe white belt. And he's like, Darren, or however the hell he says it. So I go up there and get my stripe and I'm like, I get back to the wall and I'm like, I want to be a black belt someday. Right. <laughs> I was I, like that one fucking stripe. I was like, I want to be a black belt. Be, and I'm assuming because that was X number of weeks or months and, and right, all yeah. kinds of suffering and right. claustrophobia. And you're like, fuck all of yeah, I got a stripe. I know. I felt like it was the greatest day of my life. I want to be a black belt. Yeah, I can dig that for sure. When did you start? Did we t- cover that? I don't remember. Uh, August after the same year you guys started. 2019. Which was seven ago. years ago, one and a half years ago, whatever Somewhere it is, post-2020. Feels like a long time ago. Uh because you, you and I, I've told the story a bunch on the podcast, but you and I started like the week of that. So you were there, I'm assuming, yep. at that seminar, and like four dudes got black belts or five. I can't even remember now. Yep. So like you're seeing the quote unquote finish or the pinnacle or the whatever the hell in like your first week. So right. that was the same sort of thing. I didn't really care. I was just like, I bet there's a lot of skill set to learn here. It's going to push my cardio, yeah. know, force me to deal with fitness stuff that I should be dealing with otherwise. But then you saw people like at the level of mastery or whatever on right. like your first week, and you're like, "Yeah, that'd be cool, though. That'd yeah. be pretty sweet." We can relate to that. 
You're going to start a school? Um, I would love to. Uh, I've, I've in heavily involved, like one of the first people to kind of rebuild up the, why is that a wrestling program? Um, but I, if I started a school, I couldn't do it by myself. I'd need like some young black belt to kind of be the face and coach of it. If I did it, I'd want to be more of the manager and this would be like a retirement type retire from real work and do right. fun work which teach some kids classes and teach some kids let classes the expert and, do the actual coaching right exactly <laughs> but that's a pipe dream i'd have to run it by the boss and, well yeah it's all hypothetical we're just sitting here drinking you know what i mean that's why i toss it out there it's on my list too even my list is long go. like what, what are the 30 things that i might start doing in the next five years i'm pseudo adhd about stuff anyway right and i already have my black belt picked <laughs> and i know the obscure wisconsin town i'm gonna do it in Who, who's the black belt in what town i'm you interested go with in me to belarus man <laughs> i'm not going to belarus <laughs> yeah. man we're gonna teach you can take a few in english it's gonna be hot well you're not a good teacher and i don't speak Belar- belarusian is that what you said about it? Russian will be fine there. It's all technicalities, man. Yeah. <laughs> there is no rules in Russia. We do it. We just do it. I, I want to know where this town is. I don't know which one. I just like the sound of Luck BJJ. I know where Luck is. Yeah. And that's a terrible town to start a jiu Of course it is, bro. It's slightly more terrible than like Brainerd. And that's working pretty good. Yeah, they've got like three jujitsu schools up there. There's only one, baby. Are you sure about that? No, I'm not. I'm just saying, you know, the one I'm thinking oh, Black of. Arrow. Yeah, right, for sure. That's the place. All right. Well, I don't know. Up. It's all hypothetical and fun to think <laughs> I understand. about. We're having fun here. But yeah. you're going to have three students, all right? Yeah, it's all right. Okay. I have a really good instructor. And two of them are going to be on scholarship. Yeah. Wait. Scholarship. Partial scholarship. We ain't going all the way. Come on. <laughs> you got to pay something. Where's Luck? I don't know where Luck is. Luck is... Uh, it's... North of another city in Wisconsin you never heard of, and south of yet another city in Wisconsin you never heard of. Like, Luck is by Frederick. You know where Frederick is? <laughs> no, man, I know where we're Madison south, is. We're south of Siren. You know where Siren is? It's way south. That's of out Siren. towards Hayward. You know where that is? I mean, it's the it's all one big open block. So if you if you're heading east on Highway Eight and you go north on so. You, you ever had an east on Everybody's highway like, what eight? the fuck is highway eight you don't even know where highway eight is. I take 94 <laughs> i take 94 i know where madison is <laughs> is this outside the 494 loop because i got no idea <laughs> it's outside of the loop i've driven to chicago and i've driven to new jersey and that's it all right well it's, it's not on the way to either of those places it's one of the, it's one of those little towns you hear your friends talking about stopping for food after they go hunting in wisconsin that's what it is it's one of those yeah, there's a couple of nice bars in the main street in Luck that you can get a good burger or something. But anyway, that's my ver- my overly romanticized. That could be a cool plan in five to seven years thing. Be a half-ass fake purple belt that happens to know a couple black belts that live out on that end of the state. And yeah, I- Start a little school in the back of a laundromat. Oh, yeah, we're going to write a whole story. <laughs> it's going to be good. Okay, What's the laundromat called? It's going to be laundry mat with two T's. Oh, wow. I'm going to start a laundry wow. mat. <laughs> I like that, man. So now you're going to own all the business in that town? You Dude, know what's funny about that? So Milltown, which is very close to luck. Yeah. My wife's uh, grandparents own the uh, laundromat in Milltown. 
Not for long. Here that I could come. be, no. I say, go to Milt. Don't take luck. Go to Milltown. Take over that laundromat. It's got the perfect floor or floor plan for it. It's been done before. That's what the, um, from the Kevin Black episode of this very podcast, like the, the locations that he talked about setting his stuff. And the one he landed <laughs> Spring in Valley and it, well, it's like, Ellsworth it's like and, a second floor thing above like a store. Yeah. Like what you guys like wrestle up there? Like the, the downstairs neighbors. Okay. With that seems suspect. I'll do the questions. How about, how about you, Polly? Give us your long-term plan here. Uh, man, I don't, I don't plan very well. <laughs> I just got to go with, yeah, no, I don't know. I just want to keep going as much as I can for as long as I can. What are you on your third or fourth stripe? Fourth stripe, right? I just got it. Yeah. That's right. I was there. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I was, I wasn't, I was kind of surprised cause I, I don't remember who I was saying it to, but I feel like every, Every time I've ever gotten a stripe, it's like a day where I felt like I just got the shit kicked out of me that day. <laughs> <laughs> Israel feels bad for me. He's like, oh, that was a tough one today. Let's give this guy a stripe. <laughs> Make sure he comes back tomorrow. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> it's funny. I think I got one stripe by mistake. I mean, one time uh, I washed my belt and stripe fell off and I didn't put it back on. And yeah. then Ish called my name and put the stripe on and like... I don't know, does he know I already had that many stripes? <laughs> and I go to Ryan, hey, Ryan, you should give me a stripe. But I think he just didn't know I had one. And I'm like, yeah, go talk to Ish. And I just go to Ish. Ish look at me, and he was being too nice. Like, yeah, it's, it's a stripe, so you could add one more. Like, nice. <laughs> I think you should take it off. Yeah. You should remove that stripe. I don't think you've earned it. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, Max, uh, um, the newly blue belt Max, the young kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was a Wyzetta kid, actually. Yeah, Wyzetta kid. Yep. Um, Under, Underhill? Underhill. He got his blue belt finally? Yeah, he got his he got his blue belt, thank God. I like yelled at him a while ago. I'm like, show up to an evening class. Maybe that's the thing. Like, <laughs> you're a blue belt, bro. Like, but he, I think I saw him get two stripes where his belt didn't have any stripes on them. Like. He had, I mean, he had had stripes, but like they just like you know how stripes are they wear off after right. a while yeah. if you don't glue them on or whatever. But yeah, so I, you're not the only one that that's happened to. Yeah. Yefim, do your best Ishmael Bentley impression. I can't, man. I barely speak English, and you want me to make impressions now? <laughs> Come on. That's do funny. It. Is you've done it before, so let's hear it again. Uh -huh. I can't, man. I really can't. I wish I could. You just did it. When you were saying that he called your name yesterday. FM. <laughs> I don't know. That's, oh, yeah, you did say that. That's perfect, man. That's poetry. That was, that's, it doesn't need to be a big, long sentence. He doesn't talk that way anyway. I think, I think Darian is going to do pretty good. Yeah, he I did. have, I have none. Impression. What, you said, what you said it earlier, you said something earlier. Oh, it was the same thing, the name. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody can do the Ishmael impression now, i said name. to somebody we were just in essentials class this week i, I kind of i talk out loud i talk shit but i'm also like i need to walk myself through stuff because i'm stupid so i read out loud too and i was saying it with like a kentucky accent 
And I paused. <laughs> Did that make it easier? And it was it was actually a buddy of mine who just joined the gym, a powerlifting buddy, Cole Warren. He's a uh, white belt, obviously. And I was just murmuring it. And I paused and I was like, Jiu-Jitsu has a Kentucky accent for you now, I guess. Because <laughs> I, like, I caught myself. I was like, all right, sweet pass. Yeah. And it was just coming out that way. It's silly almost. This is weird, but one of my favorite things that he says is when he says the word only. Because he kind of says only. Oh, my God. I've listen, never noticed that. Listen for that. Only? It's like, it's like when the Brazilian guys say guard and they say guard. Guard? Guard. <laughs> they only. put the U in there. <laughs> they, they say it right. That's, that's how it's spelled. Guard. It's what it says. Good I point. can relate. Yeah, good point. Only? Hmm. That like the Texan accent, they say "ol" instead of "oil." Oh yeah, yep. I love stuff like that. That makes it fun. I'm more interested in that than learning jujitsu is <laughs> memorizing accents. I think the last couple times we've rolled, it uh, hasn't been. Uh, I think that your skill level is uh, much different than what you project. That's accurate. Yeah. Because I passed your guard? Yeah, I think you subbed me, too. I did? Yeah. That was claustrophobia. I no, didn't it wasn't, because was, I think you did a clock choke or a bow and arrow choke on me. A, I don't even know what a clock choke is. I mean, I do, but I don't, you know, in, like, in my brain, but I wouldn't be able to do that, so it must have been a bow and arrow. But you know that. He does you know, know that. that. And I think, yeah, I think it was a bow and arrow, because I think I was almost ripped in half. On, well, yeah, and I don't really do a bow and arrow. I do a spine break. It was a choke. Usually I mean, there's a <laughs> choke in the there, ch- but I end up just trying to break a body more often. I, I tap to the choke. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. That's just a good thing to do, unlike the Prince of Slacks, who doesn't tap the chokes. <laughs> <laughs> I told him we'd address that. Today. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, uh, the, like, one of the first times you got me in that, or probably the first time you got me in that bow and arrow choke. When we were doing the uh, rolling at the fire station, the station, yeah, and you got me in that, and you asked me, you're like, was that a choke or were you, did you just have to tap? And I was like, no, nah, man, it was on. It was. I mean, on. it was uncomfortable on top of it, but no, yeah, it, it was on. Because it, it was all suck all yeah, around, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was a choke. And there's been one time where I was in roughly in a bow and arrow position, and it was like almost like unwrapped my like legs from the person to put my feet into their hips. Because I'm like, why isn't, why aren't you being choked out? I'm like bending your you body your feet in half. Into the- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is what is going wrong here? Why aren't, why doesn't this hurt? I forget who that was. They were probably just made of steel or something, but. Very flexible. Or something. I don't, it was probably Max. The uh, recently he's so mentioned Max. Yeah, man, he's and he's a choke. squirrely bastard too. Yeah. He is a squirrely bastard. He'll do that sh- shit where like. You're moaning him, and his like feet flip his feet up, up and yeah, catch you under the armpits. <laughs> yep, yeah. many times. Yeah. It should be illegal. <laughs> he did, last time I rolled with him, he did that and got got some purchase with yeah. his feet. And I was like, "That's really impressive," but I'm not going anywhere. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm not you saying pick, I'm stopping you. you. Pick, I'm saying I'm heavy. And you it's picked just the wrong work. guy to do it. <laughs> Try that shit up, Holly, man. It's, it's, not gonna work. it's super impressive. <laughs> okay. You only see little kids do that most of the time. And there's a couple of gals that'll do that stuff. They got the 
the mobility or whatever. But I, I feel like Pata bombs, maybe. Well, no, I never got to mount a Pata bomb, but I feel like he did something. You similar mount him all the time. That, I know no. you do. Fast feel, guard, get to mount. He maybe let me do something. Where anyway, I was like, it was a similar thing, right? Where I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? He right just now? set it up to try that. Probably, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he's that. Sometimes a black belt lets you pass and just get get into a good position so that they can fuck with you. Um, Julian is like squirrely too, like Max. You ever roll with Julian? Oh, like yeah, yeah, man. He had me in some sweep the other day. I was like, I don't even know what the fuck just happened. Like, I don't even, I don't know that I've ever been swept like that. It was just, it was awesome. I was like, holy shit, that was dope. I, I like to roll with Julian, like get going into competitions because that's what it, fe- that's what com- competition feels like rolling sure. with him. Like it's for every time it's just like, it's, he's, he's like freaking giving you what he's got like every freaking time and he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's why I don't roll with them. It's not my vibe, bro. It's not my vibe. Yeah, so if, if you're if you just want to chill, don't roll with Julia. Yeah, no, he, it's not a chill roll. It's fun for what it is, as long as I get a buy on the next round. I don't get that kind of cardio. I have like almost PTSD memories of of like very early on. My second exposure to a no geek class was live goes with Julian. Oh, really? And I remember like. Literally crawling away, going fuck, man, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, just jeez. It's not. He's not like aggro and flaily. No, he's just no, he's good not good and no, fast yeah. and aggressive and absolutely. Yeah, he he absolutely is not a spaz. He's yeah. just he just freaking goes. He's a good training partner, and that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, there's something to that. I every the last three rolls, which has been a minute because I've been so inconsistent the last month, but the last three rolls I've had with Dan Manasak, I've said out loud to him, I'm just gonna lay low and pretend like I'm half drunk and we're gonna do this. And it's like some of the best rolling I do. When I purposefully get playful and just like take it as a big joke, like stop taking it seriously, that's when I roll better. Marcus just said something almost exactly like that yesterday. Yeah, he and I are right on the same. Yeah, you guys are plane, on the same wavelength. So. He said something like, "When he like backs it off a little bit, sometimes he feels like I don't know if he he said it exactly like that, but he feels like he gets more out of it. Or he get he he can do things he might not be able to do when he's when he's going a little harder." So, you think that's just backing off meaning like i'm not here's the three things i'm about to practice and try to work with and just letting things happen and kind of figuring probably out as yeah. You go. yeah because he never seems super it's so tough to tell with all those guys they're so clean they're so good you can't I, see aggressive you can't see yeah i don't know if mark has ever you know went 100 percent with me because he 30 percent's fine you know you should see him roll was eaten well, and that's what I'm saying is I, you, you watch those rolls with those guys, and yeah, it's they're clearly going, but you're like, it it just feels so controlled and strategic more than it is. Even when they fought at uh, in the cage, what the hell we call it, the, the Grand Prix, yeah, 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 like it seemed like they were both there, but at the same time, you're like, is this what it looks like when they're both there? Because they've seen it so many times in the gym. Yeah, they're. Very familiar with each other. Right. And it's just, I mean, there's some stalemate elements or whatever, but it just seems like it's tough to gauge when those guys are on and going. Right. Because it's so clean and aggressive. You know, nobody's arms are flailing, (laughs) you know, like the rest of us, you know. 
He's never been outside of happy baby pose with me. <laughs> just lays back, puts those feet up, and then just waits for me to stumble and fall, and then he moves on to the next round. You know, it's brutal. It's humiliating. His guard is one of the most infuriating things ever. I, I mean, I know that you're not supposed to worry about never being able to pass his guard, but it's like, I mean, he's 30 pounds less than me. Like, I should just be able to move the guy aside and step around him and it's it's incredible it's like ka and ka too <laughs> exactly right? you think you're by and all of a sudden there's a foot yeah. from the sky right in front <laughs> yeah, of you right, oh my yeah. god so ka's got this thing now that she she does when we roll it started like this week i think so i've been playing a lot of half guard with lapel like feeding the lapel to my backhand yep and i come up to a single i, I like either roll through or i come up to a single leg so i'm coming up with single leg with with the lapel and she kicks her foot over my head to get out of it and i can't hold her freaking leg because she like i mean she's got one leg down planted the other one going straight into the air to get out of this damn thing and she's done it like four times to me it's it's incredible how i don't know how a human can do that that's incredible and unacceptable (laughs) i told her it was cheating (laughs) yeah doing a thing that nobody else does is cheating Pretty much. Right. Yep. Stop that. Right. Her, But her feet are like your knees. I don't get that. His knees. No matter what I do, there's always a knee. Oh. A knee, yeah. a knee. Like I thought it was sort of yeah. past. I thought I was in a good... There's that pointy ass knee again right in my sternum. I've just been too nice if you just lay flat on me. <laughs> no, man. I've tried it. I'll collapse. No, I'll not even close. Pancake. You're both infuriating. She's one of my favorite people to roll with, though, Kyle, because I like, I like the fact that she can stop me. Yeah. Just in like a humanity perspective. Yeah, you like the fact you know, that this much smaller child, than a human. Yeah, she's a hundred pounds, and I can grab her, and she can as hard as you can go. You're not. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get past the cart. Four times, I'm counting. <laughs> I've passed her guard four times. Oh my God, that's yeah. awesome! Then See, my, I told that's, you you're getting better. It's probably more than I have. Yeah, seriously, me too. And I, and I roll there a lot, and, and it's like, but it's all attributes though. Yeah. Like it, I mean, I'm technically taking the grips I need. Where to, are you marking this down? In my brain, just in your brain. Okay. Yeah, it's like a it's a meathead thing. The the metrics. Okay. I can't I can't let them go. All right, and she's a metric roll for me. But like, all right. So like when I and I stopped the roll when I the first time I passed her guard, I was like I've never done We're that done. before. We're done. No, I just said I've never done that before, and like we slapped hands and started again. I was like, that's awesome. Like, don't take this the wrong way. But I'm this, pretty excited. Right this now. is purely <laughs> complimentary to you, but I, someone who's like two point two five times your size, and way stronger than you, am really happy that your knees are not in the way anymore. Like, <laughs> it's such a dumb thing but it was it was like a legit moment i stopped it i'm like i just passed your guard that's all awesome. right that is one of my favorite things in the gym when dad menacek like takes somebody down or does what he holds up his hand to give himself points that is my favorite shit in the gym when you see dad's arm in the air giving himself points dixon does it too i have a picture of dixon looking right at the camera holding up two just like <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that should be fun like that and i, I like the fact that that, For that sure. story you were telling i don't know if we we're on mic or not but 
where he was like doing the Hulk Hogan summoning the power to come back thing or Ultimate Warrior or whatever. To not go out from the north south trope. And, and I thought he was out for sure. So the the lore of the Prince of Slacks. <laughs> That's the episode title. So and what do you guys think was the best TV show? The like current running or all time? Oh my That's God. too broad. I bro. wish they had a I camera mean, on Matt right now because he has not been excited this whole damn podcast yeah, and his eyes just lit right yeah, up. We're getting down to it. I'll start. <laughs> Friends. Oh, for fuck's sake. Didn't the last Russian say that on this? <laughs> That's how I learn English. You know, I watch the Friends all episodes. How you all doing? All seasons, yep. And how I loved it. Are you serious? Like yeah, pretty, using that much. show? Yep. I was in that show and I loved it. What's the best episode of Friends? Uh, I want the, uh, they, they, they bought a big horse, like, you know, and the guys were riding on it through the apartment. What the fuck? In the apartment? Yeah. Seriously? I was hoping you'd be like season three, episode four. Yep, pretty much. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. I've never seen an episode. I mean, I probably like was exposed to it when it was on How or is that whatever. Possible? That's what I'm saying. I'm probably like exposed to it. You know, it was on. My mom would watch it or whatever. But yeah, my brother watched it. I never watched it. I just got yelled at that same thing the other day about Seinfeld. So I never watched any Seinfeld. Oh really? I forget who I was with, but they yelled at me for it. Man, I think the the best current show. I just I just finished the the new season that just came out last weekend. Ozark. That shit's dope. That seems to have picked up some steam. Like I, I we started watching like the first season several years ago, and it yeah. was like, yeah, I hear it's pretty good. But now, like, people are just harassing you to watch it. It's the so the new season just came out. I think it was last weekend, and uh, it's the final season, and they're releasing it in two parts. Of course, spread yeah. it out. Yep, get some. Money. So they did seven episodes, and man, I just finished seven them. on each half. Yeah, I think. Well, so yeah, so the the second half I think is supposed to come this summer. Okay, but um, yeah, this first seven. I'll have to awesome. watch it. I haven't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've even watched the the initial episode. But oh, really? Oh, oh was the man. first season. It was good. Yeah. Second, I was disappointed somehow. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have time. It might be where I'm at. I think we just did the same thing. Faded first one was like, wow, this is good. And second, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I don't believe you guys anymore. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Do better. It, it would do, never happen. Do better. In life. <laughs> I, I used to never watch TV. I, I wasn't like a, I mean, I, I liked 30 Rock, I guess. Um, but I never watched hardly any television shows at all. And then I got COVID. 20 or yeah last year and then i just started binge watching tv shows you know i was quarantined in my basement for 14 days and and i watched like i don't even like so many seasons of various things and now i'm like addicted to tv i watch it all the time now <laughs> i used to be kind of proud of myself and never watch this stuff and yeah now i'm like that was how, stupid why that, didn't i watch it <laughs> yeah it's so it's so fun what i've been missing it's, it's amazing like, it's a drugs well, thing it's but it's true of, joys in life it's, yeah. it's kind of a golden age of television though like there's so much good stuff on television right now so much and no commercials and no commercials like i just started watching secession have you guys heard of that yeah i heard it's awesome i haven't seen it yet i don't know i i think it's amazing it's just like got me enthralled for last like i don't know two weeks 
basically making me miss my bedtime every night. That's good. Stay up late. Stay up really late. Really Drink late. Drink more, watch TV. Yeah, that sounds you, like a good plan. Well, you'd be easier to deal with at the gym. I rewatched Cheers a couple of years ago in its entirety, and then I rewatched Frasier, and they were all really good still. Mm. So Golden Age of Television, be damned, it was still funny. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. You, you, you just restarted first season of uh, Law & Order, right? The original OG episode one. Oh no! I just I just restarted Sopranos again this I year. I know that, but I thought you had. I thought I came over here one day and you were like, "Episode one, buddy." Oh yeah, it was probably just on. Oh, like, okay. not, yeah, I just watched. I mean, I watch that every day. I know. Like, that's, that's on every that's day. Weird. He's got a that's law just order your thing. Problem. Yeah, on order. I mean, yeah, if, if if like if I start thumbing through the because you know usually around like three or four in the afternoon I'm usually home, and uh, you know. If Kathy's not watching Twin Cities Live or something, I'll start thumbing through and looking for something. And if there's nothing else, write the Law and Order. Just three in the afternoon. Yeah. What a life. Well, then, then I work again later. <laughs> <laughs> Best TV show is impossible, though. You can't say that. Well, just, just a question. No, I'm saying like to say one best TV show of all time. Easy. It's brutal. Yeah, first first season of West Wing was amazing. It's a damn good show. I, I agree. And then the second season lost me right away. Oh really? Like, yeah. I, was I like, thought it kinda I thought it degraded a little more slowly than that, but like I don't know why I just I'm not I'm not usually a big sci fi guy, but my brother was like, You should watch it. It's it's good. And, West Wing. Oh shit, I'm thinking West World. Yeah, Westworld. I've never seen Westworld. On, uh, on I was like, sci-fi, what the fuck was I watching? <laughs> it was fiction. I don't know if it was science fiction. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't you think I guess ever, you could call it I don't think I've ever seen it. Political science fiction, maybe. Did you guys uh, watch uh, Twin Peaks? Yep. That was a good show. Old one, not the new one. Is there a new one? I didn't know there was Yeah, a there's one. a new one, but oh. it's okay. Okay. We man, I started watching the old one because it was like, oh, there's one of these things that they remade it. So you go back and watch the old thing. I got like 20 minutes into it and just turned the whole thing off and never bothered with the rest of it. Man, it is one of my favorite. I don't know. It was scary shit. My when favorite gift files to send people is the little guy in the red suit just rubbing his hands together <laughs> from that last episode. Yeah. It's awesome. We, uh, we didn't follow up on something Darren said earlier. You raced bikes? Like, are we talking BMX or, or, oh, um, or like road bikes? Road or? bikes. Oh, okay. I yeah, so I, I I, grew up in bumfuck middle northern Wisconsin. Um, there's not really much there. Uh, Luck BJJ? What's that? Luck BJJ, maybe. Something. <laughs> Luck BJJ. If I would have found Luck BJJ, <laughs> my life would be different, Boom. but... But anyways, I, I saw, um, do you remember the movie American Flyers? Yeah. You do? I do. Con uh, Kevin, Co Kevin, Kevin Bacon. No, Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. Nope, then I didn't. Um, I don't know who it was. It was the sci-fi version, Polly. No, there's a so there's a Kevin Bacon one where he's like a bike messenger. That's Silver. S yes. Yeah, you're right. Silver, Silver Streak, is it? Silver Streak or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyways, American Flyers is about like, I don't even want to describe what it's about. It's kind of a, it's at the time I thought it was the greatest movie ever, but um, 
watching it later on in my life. I, it's pretty terrible, but <laughs> it's, it's about bike racing. So guys that are in bike racing. So I saw that and I was pretty young, I don't know, like 12 or something like that. And I'm like, I want to be a bike racer. So I got a, asked my parents for a, like a 10 speed because that's looked like what they were riding. And I got one and I rode it around and it was definitely not like a racing bike at all. And then I had a buddy that I was like, Hey, I want to do bike races. And would you like, would you want to do them with me? And he's like, sure. And I'm, I'm like, these bikes aren't like sufficient for bike racing. So we went to like a, like a, like literally a junkyard and we found like these old like Pujois and, and Raleigh's and, and just like found all these parts from like eight different bikes, brought them back to his dad at a diesel repair shop, which funny enough, that's the place that my uncle Ray owns right now. But, um, and we built up like some bikes that look more like racing bikes. They're probably like 15 years older than what, you know, was modern at that time, you know, later 90s or later 80s i'm sorry and then we raced them and i just kind of got into it from then just started doing it more got a job got some got better bikes and more modern stuff and um it's a way cooler story that you like literally scrapped together your own bikes in the for sure though. that's pretty sweet like yeah some sandlot it was, shit yeah it was it was it was i mean i can't, almost can't believe that we did that now but like we literally like sandblasted them down and repainted them with these really cool paint jobs. And because we want, we didn't want them to look like super old, like vintage bikes, but they still were, you know, they were, but you, now you're looking at it from the perspective of a guy with a career and a job and some money. And you'd be like, let's go fucking buy a bike. Yeah. Man. Just get a nicer bike. <laughs> yeah. Why, that why wasn't not? the deal at the time. No, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have any money and I, I, you know, I mean like the lowest level of, racing bike at that time was like $350, which was just way more money than I would have had. And, um, I mean, now it's like, I don't know, probably $2,000 to get entry level bike racing bike. Uh, they're like a 10th of the weight and all that. I mean, the value is probably better than ever, but they are more expensive. Exactly. Yeah. They're much better bikes, but yeah. So I, what's a race like that look like? What do you, well, like back then, like when I first started sure, or sure. those were like, we were doing like what we call citizen races. We called them citizen races because anybody could enter them. You could just walk up the day of, you could sign your name, give them their, your $15 and enter the race. And, um, and there'd be like 150 people there. You all go to the start line at the same time. They have age groups or whatever. And you'd race for 30 miles. It's like a like a five k or a ten k race exactly. now. Exactly, it looks is. a lot Everybody like a 5K. signs up. Yeah. Yep, and all road track. One all big, road. One big loop or, or one big loop. Yeah. Finish line. Um, and most of them are pack finishes. Those type of races. So there'd be like fifty people, 30, 40 people at the end. One big freaking pack coming in, roaring in at like 35, 40 miles an hour. Isn't it scary? Like <laughs> yeah, just so many people. Terrifying. No way. No way. <laughs> Nobody get distracted. No one take. Your Have phone you ever out. seen like a finish of a Tour de France? I'm 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 exaggerating the speed because that's like the speed that they do at the finish of the Tour de France uh, yeah. sprint stages. Have you ever seen like a finish where that like a big pack finish? 
just on TV. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean on yeah. TV. That's it's what it looks like, but it's a little slower. Yeah. I'm. You were saying you don't like heights and you don't like claustrophobia, but I'm not into speed. <laughs> you don't want to do that. No, man. Like, I don't know that. That like, ah, like that was kind of my thing. Is like just like navigating the pack and like sliding to the front and not. You don't want to be at the very front. There's drafting. I don't, it's mm-hmm. kind of like NASCAR a little bit, I guess, if you yeah. understand that. But you don't want to be at the front like for too long until the end, and um, you want to like figure out who's going to go first and jump on that wheel first and make sure that they can go long enough where you can sling, swing around them at the end and, and beat them. But it's like uh, Ricky Bobby, like Ricky Bobby, but that, so that's, that's kind of how I got my, my start citizen races. Then I think I was probably about a, I don't know, 16 or 17. And I started doing USCF races, which is, USCF was the federation at that time, the United mm-hmm. States Cycling Federation. Mm-hmm. It's now called USA Cycling. Um, and I did basically just started doing like USCF races, which were all in the cities. There's nothing anywhere close to where I lived that, that had those type of races. And those are the, where you get categorized. You start out as a Cat 5. I was a junior at that time, but I was doing both junior and senior races. Um, so it's the kind of thing where you work up in the ranks and qualify for higher level races. Yep. So you, you take basically once you have a results where you think, and it's all like subjective too. They have like some director at each state that decides yeah. and you have to submit a resume to that person and say, Hey, I'd like to advance up to this level. And here's the races I did. Here's how many people were in it. Here's my places. And they'd say, yeah, yay or nay, basically. So I think by the time I was 18 or 19, I was a cat two. 19, I think I moved up to a cat two. And then I was doing like, you know, like now the races are like 90 miles, 80 miles, 90 miles. So as you go up the categories that you're, it's a higher level of competition, partly because it's tougher, longer courses. Yeah. Longer courses, tougher competition. Um, What's like pro or something? Those are like. Those are like 120 mile races. I mean, it's like category one guys and it's the longest possible course essentially, or is it not really defined that way? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how it is. Like, so they, I don't even really know if they even designate it like pro anymore. I mean, they kind of do like, it's kind of like jujitsu, like who's a pro, the person that makes money, right? Yeah. Technically a professional is someone who gets paid to do something. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of like that. Like you're a cat one, but are you making money? Then you get, they do have a pro license. So I guess there is an actual license for it, but um, it's not that much different. I mean, you can bop around between the pro license and the cat one license. Sure. Sure. That's interesting. I think that's actually close to how most sports operate. Yeah. Like I'm equating it in my head to like powerlifting and Highland games and all these other things that I've done. It's like, you know, you think sports, you think like basketball, football, baseball. Yeah. Yeah. play on this team and then this level and then you maybe go pro and that's the end of it well okay there's all kinds of other stuff out there right just like jujitsu like you can go and do stuff for the rest of your life it's just a matter of getting in and climbing ranks and right that's pretty cool wipeouts oh yeah lots of them gross yeah they're very gross paulie's on the right with that like that's terrifying yeah a lot of crashes i you know i never i only had one uh, field sprint crash. So field sprints where a big group comes to the finish line at 
together. And those are definitely the scariest parts, but I only had one of those. Um, and that was at uh, Lakefront Road Race down in Milwaukee. I was a cat four and a junior at the time, but I was doing the, the, the senior four race or the, the men's four race. And um, fours are fours and fives are like, have a bad connotation. They're almost like white belts, you yeah. know, like they're spazzy, right? Mm-hmm. So, and blue, and blue belts for the record. and blue belts, yeah. 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 I don't know. I just kicked somebody in the face the other day. I felt really it's bad what about I'm saying, it. man. There's a reason why he nodded his head when he says, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never kick my friends in the face. It's always people I don't know, and then I feel terrible about it. My friends would understand, I think. But anyways, so so cat fours and I was coming to the finish really fast. It's a slight downhill, really wide road. It's part of the. It was part of the. Uh, Super Week series, which is this huge series in July every year that they have in Milwaukee, and so racers from all over the country show up there. So the the fields were gigantic, and and they're almost always field sprints. Um, so there's like I don't know, like eighty riders just like descending on this finish line in the last mile of the race, and we're just flying down the lakefront in Milwaukee, and um, I was positioning myself towards the front. I got into the third line i was third from the front i can't remember but it's so wide i mean we're literally spread across the road everybody's trying to get to the front and i hear someone scream behind me and then i hear someone else scream behind me and i just kept hearing like ah, 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 you know that type of thing and next thing you know my wheel goes just whipping out underneath my bike and i and i'm sliding down the road (laughs) and i was like just so devastated because i like really wanted to win this race and um or finish at this point would you <laughs> well, get so, up and like run like ricky so I, bobby now so i get up grab my bike i didn't look behind me um i get my bike i i started moving it and i did a running jump on it so i moved it just to see if the wheel still moved around yeah. did a running jump jumped on my bike sprinted to the finish and I placed in the top 25. So <laughs> that's how many people crashed. That's what I'm saying. 80 people. <laughs> Man. It was so carnage. Like one of the bikes behind you clipped your back wheel yep. and you went down. Okay. Good Lord. That's scary. That's very scary. What are you, 20 miles an hour? At that? No, yeah. we were going well over well over 35. Okay. Because I mean, it, oh it's downhill. God, dude. It's yes. like downhill and so wide. Oh. That's gnarly. But that was that wasn't the worst crash I had. But that was the the most interesting because so we many. Police, but it's honestly good you weren't here because we just talked about crashing bikes <laughs> at high speeds. So thirty five miles. No, That's sure. Eighty people. No, thank you. Downhill. Do you do pretty did pretty well overall in that? I had. A I've lot never of met anybody that did that. That's cool. It's cool to hear. I, about I it. had some success. I I I'm I won the state championship in ninety. Minnesota State Championship in 90, 99. Was it 98 or 99? I can't remember now. Sure. Um, That's cool. In the in the pro one two category, that was my my best result. I won a bunch of races, but I wanted to be a pro when I was like in high school and when I got to college, and then I realized that I kind of had a limit on my what I was capable of. And then... Because um, you didn't have that EPO. <laughs> well, that's... That's kind of what retired me from cycling. <laughs> like I, there was, like I was part of a team called Flanders, um, or it's still around. 
really popular team, but we were one of the better teams in Minnesota. And then all of a sudden in like 2001, um, we got to the point where we were getting like blown out the back. I mean, everybody's getting blown out the back by one team. And it was just like incredible how much faster one team was going. And define blown out the back. Tell me what that means. So under so there's like pack racing and cycling, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's like a pack and people try to break away and sometimes they succeed. Sometimes they don't, but there's always kind of a pack of like, you know, if there's like, let's say 50 people start, the pack might be 40 riders. You know, a few people get dropped, a few people trying to go off the front, but there's that general pack that just exists. They were pushing the pace so fast at the front of the pack that like, it was like hard to even stay on, like even stay with the pack. And, doing like a pre-Fontaine thing, just get out front and go so fast, so hard that nobody But drafting else can... is such a huge advantage yeah, in cycling. right, right. Like, so you have to be really fucking powerful to like drop people that are like semi-relative the same... Sure, yeah. ...capabilities you. So the game was stepping up. The game stepped way up. And then there was like rumors that people were like... Choosing is basically what yeah. we called it at Sh- the time. Shipping in that Colorado blood and... Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was really frustrating. Um, and then my my first kid was born, and I was like, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm not even competitive anymore. Like, it, was, it got, it was a point where I'd, like, win a couple of races every year to the point where I wasn't even competitive. You know, I wow. wasn't. And I'm like... That is kind of, sort of a red flag. Like, hmm. But a lot of really good people just joined this sport this last couple of years. Hmm. But it wasn't even like a... You know, there's always the, oh, they're on steroids. Sure. All those guys got busted. Like, every one of them got busted. Like, by the USADA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, everybody knows that they were on it. We, I mean, everybody suspected it at the time, but, you know, it's all been confirmed after the fact. And they were all really good racers, but they just tried to make a push for, they wanted all to be pros. You know, they wanted to be a pro team. They wanted to, and, but it, it fucked over local cycling for, like, three years. Yeah, yeah you, even longer than that, probably. Well, yeah, the lasting effects of something like that is pretty big, when, especially when people just drop from it. They kind of just move on to other stuff. They're really right. like, well, I can't cut it anymore. I'm moving on. Right. Meanwhile, you may have been some of the best talent available, save for those guys. Right. But I was never going to be a. I was never going to be a pro. Um, I, you know, I wanted to be, but I was not that level. You know, I I raced against pro like high level pro people in the United States and it was it was a completely different level. It was way different level. Why has everything got levels? It, I don't know. It just does. You know? Like everything I've ever done, there's always some gym you go to some gym and you're like, fuck that guy's moving four hundred on a log press. Jesus. You know, there's always somebody that just makes you feel like shit. Like you feem. No. Like today at FEMA made me feel like shit. Question my nice, choices. We had the nice floor roll, man. I don't know what that can be. Nice floor roll. It's never a nice floor roll. Then that Nick Grady school of flow roll. Oh, I love Nick Grady. You know? Yeah. You, have you flow rolled with Nick Grady? I've watched Nick Grady flow roll. I did, and yeah. I'm like, is that flow roll? No, he, he could flow. You are terrifying. We flowed before. I flowed I've, with Nick I've before. flowed with Nick. Nick is awesome. When I started, he was a purple belt. And, man, I was, like, blown away by his technique, you know. And he, he was so generous with his time. Like, yeah, you do this. And you set it up like this. It was, you know. That is what's awesome about that morning crew, especially on open mat days, 
him yeah. and and Dan Schneidkraut. Yep, they're like yeah, a couple other guys. You, you, I said to somebody when you show up on those days, you you can try not to learn something, but you're gonna fail. Yep. <laughs> like they force it on you. Yeah, those guys are fun to roll with. And then you have a question, you go to open mat. They're like, hey, Akila, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, this is how we do it. And it's awesome. That's that. That's that's how you get around paying for privates. You just find Akila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, 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 she'll also ask you questions. Everybody's like that. Part of that conversation is her. She'll start asking you questions. I've noticed that with watching a few people ask her. And like, like Akila just doesn't know that she knows. She knows, but she doesn't know. Yeah, no, you know, she knows. You, well, but you can also tell she's just kind of still starry-eyed with all of it, like just happy to learn another little thing, another little new detail. Well, that's know? why she's so damn good, though. Right. That's kind of my point. Like, yeah. That tells you it predicts the trajectory of that right. that nightmare that she is on the mats. I was watching. I watched for like thirty minutes her and Kyle work on something, some weird pass. Honestly, I just like watching people do jujitsu. And I like watching people practice jujitsu. <laughs> it's fun to watch people learn it because it's it's so wild and varied and deep and whatever. And then so you got two people who are both naturally talented, both of them very good, and watching them explore something and figure it out. It's like, this is fun. I like watching this. Plus, I'm not as out of breath when you're watching. It's a little easier. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick wrestling story? You tell me, to that. tell me as many stories as you want, brother. It, it, it it just made me think of this. I went to I I well, pre COVID I used to go to the NCAs every year for well, tried to go every year for wrestling. And in one of the breaks between the sessions, the uh world team members and everybody on the ladder for the world team, they do a big training session at some, you know, you know, hotel ballroom or something. They put like four mats and they have all these people who are like vying to be on the world team. They're not college kids anymore. Or maybe, maybe they're red shirting college kids, but they're really high level red shirts. But so it's always fun to go watch them just to kind of see how they train. And one of the last years I, I went there, Jordan Burroughs was there and he's almost always there. And so trying to get to where he is on where his side of the mat is, it's just packed. You know, you can get drinks and food and stuff. So everybody's sitting there with a drink trying to get to the side where Jordan Burroughs is. I mean, it's like 10 deep in like a little semicircle around there. You can't get to the spot where Jordan Burroughs is. And after like 20 minutes, almost everyone is gone. Like they're just gone. And he's still there. He's like still training like in front of the spot. So I kept moving up, moving up, moving up. Finally got to the fence where I could watch him train. And it was amazing watching him train he was doing the finish of a single leg and he would do the finish well he wouldn't even do the finish he would get in on a single leg and he'd do like one little thing and then stop and then he would talk to somebody he'd grab another coach he'd talk to him then do the same little thing he would never finish the move he was just doing one little component of the move and he did it over and over and over and i sat there for an hour and i had like three beers just watching him do this and eventually I got almost too bored to like leave, but I'm like, I'm not going to leave until he's done, finish this goddamn move. And I think he brought over like five different people at various times to like get their opinion on how he was doing it, what he was doing. But it was just like 
so monotonous. And I was like, holy shit, this is like the greatest wrestler in the world at that time. And his training is doing one little part of one little move over and over and over and over. I mean, he's got a crowd around him. He could be doing like big blast doubles and just throwing people around and. You, you picture like those media days that like Muhammad Ali did. Yeah, where, exactly. You know, there's a big crowd and there's cameras he's putting on a show. I just and don't punching. think he can do it. I mean, I think his training is like, this is, I, I need to get better. At, I've, I've, I've got a problem. I got to fix it. And this is how I'm going to fix it. I'm right. going to do this thing over and over and over again. This is a wrestler, not a showman. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing like the difference between like, okay, do I grab the lapel here? And move the hand down That's what two it inches, like. or do I grab it here? And, and then, then try an each hour. one over and over and over again. Yeah. That's why he's, that's why he is who he is, right? That's, yeah, I mean, six-time world champion, world Olympic champion. So you're saying drilling is important? I don't know even what, if you would call that drilling. I don't know what he was. He was solving a problem that he was having with his wrestling, and I don't even know. I don't yeah, know what you call it. That's I've like, never seen anything the same like move it. All over, all over, like you know. Still it wasn't even a move. It was part of a move. But you don't have to do the whole move. You could do partial. It's still drilling. It, I guess you're right. It is drilling. Well, but and that's a guy who's mastered so many elements of the gross movement patterns that he's, too he's solving a, a very specific problem in a very specific position probably against a specific opponent i'm guessing yeah you know like this happens every time i hit this on this one guy this is how the russians deal with this i need to fix this definitely a good i've good seen oleg uh, drilling what he does he like partial move and then he stops then partial move then he stops and then it's then like all together and brings it together yep and then like wow this is good I mean, it makes sense within a session and then across a timeline. I mean, that you learn things gross to fine. So, like, you learn this big version of a full guard pass from start to finish, and then you refine the tiny pieces along the way within a workout, but then across 15 years of training or whatever. Yeah. So it would make sense to see guys at that level doing Working what, like what that. doesn't look like much. But it's also, that's the reason why the crowd dissipated. Yeah, I mean, they everybody got bored really. Quick. Yeah, I was bored. Like, yeah, I wanted bored. to like be excited about it, but I was super bored, and I was, but I wasn't right. gonna leave. And that's why most of that crowd doesn't do great things. You know. Yeah, I don't think it had anything to do. With, I was just being stubborn because everybody else had left. And well, yeah, and then and that's what I'm saying is everybody was like, huh, well, that's that's interesting. He's great. Anyway, let's get some nachos and head out, right? right. But like, that's the reason why yeah, nachos, good call, right? Yeah, geez, but that's the buddy. reason why he's great, you know, and that's the reason why most of us ain't is like, yeah, who's you hear stories about like Kobe and I'm about that, like Kobe, the team would be showing up early to get a workout in, and Kobe's like finishing up a workout, he's about already to head out, you know, like it's the reason why they are who they are, yeah, for sure. Anyway, drink that beer. <laughs> Take it easy, Afim. I love my lemonade. I mean, I'm kind of like Jordan Burroughs right now. I mean, I've been doing this over and over. Small sips. He doesn't drink, but... Small sips across a few hours. Perfect delivery right here. Yeah. I mean, I'll do this for eight, nine hours sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys might be bored with it. uh, So I have this theory on... And you're a coach, so you... I don't know. Hopefully you appreciate it, but it's a different, different sport, but... Um, and I've just come to this revelation. It might be too abstract for talking over a podcast, but when you teach a move in jujitsu or wrestling 
or other other sports that require like multiple movements for something it's like you have to give like the the big data points of that move so think of it like an arc the move being an arc you can't like talk every point of that arc right you have right. to like say here 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 you've got to fill in the blanks start, they show start it here to you. finish here yeah they show it to you but like when it shows a move he says you do this then you do this then you do this then you do this and you kind of have to fill in the arc of that but when you try it it doesn't work right like because somebody even if you know like those four points it's not you're not getting all the middle points right and how do you like learn like what that arc actually is throughout like you have to do it from drilling and live and it's something i've thinking i've been thinking a lot about from like coaching wrestling and and watching kids do a move that you actually teach them to do and there's really nothing like you can only give them that those high points and then they have to fill in the rest of it it's well in in both wrestling and bjj it's extra dynamic because the point the in-between points they need to fill in are dependent on the response of the opponent and they're different it's not the same every single time for every person it's different right from one role to the next yeah he can move a bunch of different ways to retain his guard exactly so the points and i suppose that's it it's just allowing that to happen over and over and over remembering and ingraining those responses into your system your nervous system you know that's why it takes 15 fucking years 20 years the reason it, it i actually thought about it is i've i've tried to teach kids like a certain move in wrestling like a a pinning combination that i knew like very well and you know i know very well i know it like inside and out i know all of the different variations and how you deal with it this that and the other thing and i can show a kid it and i can teach it and we can we can drill it we can work on it and they'll never get it as well as i think they should be able to get it but it's like they're never going to be able to follow that arc you know that they need to 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 actually get it correct or they will or they will they might but it as a coach it's like if you don't understand that that process like just because you showed them those four points that's you're, not, you're saying the kid hears the four points he goes and does the four points and it doesn't work fuck yeah why then, yeah right, why? so there's that inflection point of frustration that yeah. will stall their progress because they're yeah, thinking they, of they it never like, got well, to point three because you know point right point one and two they may have hit the 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 right points that you you specified but there's an arc there that yeah. that you can't like teach you know it just has to and there's a dynamic response that cut them off from the exactly. fourth everybody gets the a choice well that that's this the that issue of like the jordan burroughs thing right you know i'm gonna sit here and obsess over point three two five until i get to point three five right and most of us ain't doing that plus like i think it was kevin way back like Mrs. on the Gatch second time. or third podcast when yep. he said there's still a fight element to it right like that so is fighting so there's hugely oh, for dynamic. sure you know you can't discount that yeah so just reacting no i mean that's that's the whole thing with technique and you know what's good technique and bad technique and i don't speak from an expertise on 
jujitsu, but I think wrestling's close, close enough. So I'll just use it as a proxy. Mm -hmm. But the, I mean, it's a human confrontation in the end. That's all it is. And the technique just helps you along the way. And, you know, it's kind of like a theme doesn't seem like a really strong guy, but he sticks his frames and he seems like a freaking Hulk, you know, I'm not, but thank you. One of, you one of the things that I like is when you're like rolling with like a new white belt and they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. And you're like, wait a second. That's not what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> reaction. Oh, yeah. but it's like, well, that's real life, right? Like that's, that's it, what it's probably going to be. Dealing I mean, like you said, like, I'm not, I'm not very concerned with self-defense. You know, we live yeah. in suburbia and whatever, like, so that's not really my main thing. But like, that being said, if you think about it, like if you were to get into a confrontation at the bar or whatever, and chances are that person doesn't know jujitsu and whatever, they're, they're going to be more similar to a, a brand belt. new white belt yeah. than they are to Marcus or Ethan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty so predictable movements and they may be better than your movements, but they're predictable at least. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. That's why all that, that at the start of the essentials class stuff, it's the big exaggerated right hook. Yep. Looping right hand. Because that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it's going to be. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, but the other, another variable there even is that like you and I, as someone who have quote unquote learned the movement that we're teaching, whoever yeah. we're teaching are coming at it from that bias. Yeah. You know, like I might not be explaining it because the things I'm saying make sense. I, I don't recognize the hole in what I'm saying. You don't recognize the hole. You just know that's, you don't that's get exactly it. Where I'm, that's exactly you know where I'm thinking. That, I, like, I sucked at math in high school, and my then-girlfriend's dad was an engineer and really good at math, right? Math just made sense. Mm -hmm. So it made sense for me to ask him for help. The problem was math made sense to him. Yeah. That's a terrible coach. Like he never had to like work on it Fight and on figure it, it out it. and learn it. It made sense. He liked that stuff. That's why he went that way. So he explained it and I was like, I don't understand it. And you could tell he was like, well, why the fuck not? I just explained it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like my teachers told me that shit too. That's why I'm here, you know? So it's one of those like, what do I know and am explaining, but don't realize I don't know. But then you have people like Marcus who are like, obviously jujitsu and grappling come so natural to him. I've seen him like do things that he's kind of learned off on the fly and just do them. And he's like carefree, but he's just an incredible teacher too. You know, he like really cares about the craft of it and it understands how to like break it down for people. At least from my perspective, he does. I, well, and that goes to his comment about how he, he can't teach people. There, there's people in that room that think Marcus sucks at teaching. I guarantee it. Sure. Yeah. No one has told case, me that no matter. for the record, but I mean, you know what I'm <laughs> I saying? I want names. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where like I might, me and the person next to me might have two completely different experiences listening to someone talk. Yeah. Right. Particularly if they're trying to teach us something. Yeah. And that dude just phrased it differently and it suddenly it made sense. Yeah. So now that's, that's the good teacher. Well, this cat here is thinking, exactly. no, that's the good teacher. Well, it just depends on the student. Yeah. You know, yeah, for sure. Like I remember the I've talked about this on here before. I remember the first time, first couple times, uh, I was in a class with Zach Jeffrey. It's gonna be the teacher at Luck BJJ, by the way. Uh, oh, is that your? Yeah, <laughs> no, I, uh, you're gonna I, steal no, him but, from and and because he's he he's got this linear oh, delivery. No, he's not coaching right now, is he? No, not not regularly. He's got this linear delivery. 
He's like, all right, we're going to do two things. Each of them is six steps. Here's the first six steps. Here's the next six steps. And right there you go, the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, I'm new here. Throw me a bone. But then you work through this piece. You work through this piece. You work through this piece, kind of how you're describing. Yeah. And then suddenly you're doing like, all right, we're standing and we take down and then you retain guard and then he passes guard and then you're standing again. And you're like, holy shit, we did it. Look at that. And it feels like a Jackie Chan movie almost. You kind know what I'm saying? Kind of like saying? a flow recipe almost. Right, yeah. But, and, but the second you get the first piece and the third piece, first piece, second piece, third piece, and then you glue them together, you're like, holy shit, all those things that he described that sounded so overwhelming now make sense. You know, and I really vibe on that. But I've heard people say they don't... It, for whatever that reason, doesn't work it through. doesn't land for yeah. them, you know. It's so wide and varied and universal, the way people speak, the way people learn. It's just yeah. another really frustrating layer of trying to learn something really complicated like jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Well, you know how when you're rolling in class, if Ish's walking around, he doesn't like sit and coach the people who are, which obviously from a business perspective, you don't want to sit and cheer for one person versus the other. Mm-hmm. Not that you're cheering when you're coaching. Right, right, right. But that annoys the shit out of me to no end when people do that. Like when they coach, like during a live role, it's, it like drives me insane. And I know some people want it. Yeah. Like looking for feedback at all yeah. times. Well, yeah. Like that's not the thing I want when I'm rolling. Do you mean like the person you're rolling with? No, or somebody I mean, from like, the side. Like if like if Ish is walking around, if he were to like see me roll and like start giving me feedback during a roll. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. That would just like drive me crazy. Gotcha. So I love the fact that he doesn't do it, but I know some people like it. You know, they probably like that. I assume they do. I don't know. I I just I could Would that bother you more as the opponent of the person getting the coaching he, or as the uh, the, the opponent person? I wouldn't care, but for if he was giving me feedback while I was rolling, I'd more want it after the fact. Yeah, let me let me work through this. I'll apply what you say yeah. after. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that. What I'm saying is he yeah. doesn't. That's yeah, yeah. what I really like. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking, okay, the places have been, and everybody, I, don't, I haven't really seen that. Oh, you haven't been to a wrestling practice? That's like nonstop. Is that a, you know, one of those cultural differences? Yeah, yeah. That's I, interesting. I'm like entertained when I hear like. Uh, somebody that's like sitting out around like cheering for somebody else like, oh really I think it's hilarious man yeah like i love it i do it all the time i, I, I love it like because yeah. usually usually the person sitting on the sideline and not even you're cheering for the upper belt every time right it's usually the opposite right I, no man <laughs> i i think i where you're going i think is what i like when like you see like an awesome sweep or something you know, and it's just like hell, yeah, dude! Like across the across the room. Oh, that too. But I'm talking about like if somebody's sitting on the wall and they see like. Are you talking two- about Denimena going with Marcus and sure, everybody it's a, it's shooting for Denimena? For, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's like, like, yeah, that. two baby. I, I think that's hilarious. Man. I love yeah. it. I love that. Like just having fun, clowning around. Like I don't know. That's that's what I like. That's why I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about that or no, actually. no, not not that. I mean, that's fun. That's just like playing around. Yeah, it's more from the coaching perspective, like someone walking around. Like, and there's other gyms I've been to where this is, this is, they're like, and I don't have any problem with them doing that. It's just like that's their prerogative. And sure, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Like yeah. I, I get really annoyed. I like, I don't want someone chirping in my ear when I'm rolling, even if I'm doing the exact wrong opposite thing that I should be doing. I don't want you would want to go afterwards and ask a question yeah and yeah ask it and say hey look i struggled in this area and can you help me with that that's much more and that's that's what we have you know that's perfect for me don't get your guard passed (laughs) uh 
It, who's your guys' favorite roles to watch? And I mean both guys. Like not just like, oh, this person's fun no matter who he's rolling with, but who's your favorite? I have an answer in my head. I don't even watch roles, man. I'm always rolling. You got to <laughs> sit out more, brother. Trust me. Join me on the wall. I mean, it's I fun wish to I watch. could watch it more, but I don't know. It's you are actually really fun to watch for the record. Oh, thank you. You're so tactical. Have you seen my role with Darren? And he just that's a boring me role. down and he from does the a step over choke. <laughs> I don't from like the, watching Darren roll. Yeah. From the me neither. from the spectator's perspective, our roles are not very fun. <laughs> from a non-practitioner spectator, maybe I don't know. Yeah, jujitsu is so boring if you don't do jujitsu. Like you right. can't watch. But it. in like the way you've described, you guys tend to lock up. That that actually be fun to watch because you're watching people solve problems. You know. Of course, it's like watching somebody solve a Rubik's Cube. You're also like, all right, <laughs> let's get it done. I don't know. I'm thinking I really dig it when the aforementioned Dan Manasak and Ryan Dixon roll. Because it's shit talking. It's rough jujitsu. Oh, sure. They're just having fun with it. And Ryan wins, obviously. But, <laughs> yep. but it's fun. And, and It's fun to watch friends fight. For if sure. you That's ask exactly. Dan, he'll tell you who wins. <laughs> no, it was two. <laughs> You I don't just, think I've ever seen those guys roll, but I've been in so many classes with them. But yeah. like Afim, I think I'm rolling when they're rolling at the same time. But yeah, that yeah. sounds fun. There's been a couple times like last roll or the plus one roll on a Saturday where they've decided sure. to go after it. I also do get a kick out of I've more than once watched Potabam and Skadsheim argue over who won the round, so to speak. That would be awesome you know? to see. Oh, I haven't seen that. He's like, what? That was three. No, it was two. No, it was three. You know, that kind of thing. Just that little chirping, that awesome chirping at the watch. end of the thing. I don't even know how to score jiu-jitsu. I, I was just going to say, I don't even know the score. So, so someone's just start throwing my hand up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> just random figures. Choo! Yeah, totally. <laughs> Wait, you didn't do anything. <laughs> the round eight started. What well, do you mean I don't get two points? <laughs> I'm calling them. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I don't know it either. I, Rules are there, confusing. There's a man. rule rule uh, presentation in February that you can all sign up for. It's like 80 bucks, and they'll go over everything, I, th I assume. It's going to happen in Darren's basement? <laughs> no, it's on IBJJF is putting it together. It's going to be like a nine-hour seminar. I It would have to be. The rules are very complicated. God. But I don't like, know. Like, I was for radio air quotes rolling with Oleg one time and I was like in his half guard and I rolled back top side you were in top side yeah and I like rolled back so basically just inverted the whole thing now so you're like, now you're in half guard yeah you got him him in half guard yeah. I guess and he he stopped me and he was like did you, did you do this on purpose and I was like, I don't know, bro. Don't, maybe. Don't, don't, maybe. Give me, don't give me too much credit. He's like, no, seriously, you do this on purpose? And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, did I upset you? And he's like, no, you give me two points. I'm like, fuck, I had no idea. I have no idea. I'm just moving around and grabbing <laughs> stuff and trying to hang on. Like, And it, was, it dawned on me that it was like I had never even thought of the points. Like if some people don't care about belts, I was like, I actually don't give a shit. I'm just kind of having fun learning movements and practice, practice and stuff. Sure. But now I'm like hyper conscious of it. I'm like, hmm, I wonder, did I just give away points? I feel like I'm in a better spot. And I got you a sweep from there. But did he get points along the way? And it's like, this is shit I don't need in my brain. 
I was just practicing techniques before. Now I'm worried about points and shit. <laughs> well, and and I mean, Oleg's a competitor, so he's he's thinking sport jujitsu like when he rolls, right? And he's thinking, "You dumb shit! Why'd you do that?" <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't, I let, don't know. Let me sweep you. Don't make. Don't give me a sweep. For, yeah. But yeah, I, I was just like, I'm stuck in your half guard. Point. I'm gonna grab you, fall my fat ass backwards, and now guess what? You're in my half guard. It feels safer to me for some reason, <laughs> you know. But I gave him points. Okay. But you did give up a better. You gave up. You gave him a better position. I got to me to a position I felt better about. <laughs> it's Matt's position. Yeah, man. Me wrapped around your leg. Okay, I can deal with that. You wrapped ar- around mine. Uh, that seems like a wild card. I don't care if I'm on top position. That's not where I feel good. I think you should. Physics-wise, that would make sense, right? I don't know. I don't know. You went past my path, half guard pretty good last time. It was like two months ago, bro. I remember everything. <laughs> Do you have that kind of memory? Like, can you remember? Oh, no, uh, I don't. We, well, we talked about it at the yeah, time. Yeah, we talked about Because you, you asked me what I did I was like, or something. Because usually when you, I rolled with Matt, and we hadn't rolled in a long time before that, but it was just kind of, I mean, Matt's like a chill roll, right? Yeah. And it wasn't a chill roll. Like, I just started playing half guard, and all of a sudden he's like freaking X-passing me. Like, bam, he's got knee and belly. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what the fuck is X-pass? <laughs> did I do an X-pass? <laughs> yes. Here you go. <laughs> I, I unless something like really really stands out, I don't remember any of it. And like well, even when I was a kid, like you know, like you have those friends that are like, oh, remember like our junior year and we played Apple Valley and oh, the score was whatever. Shit. And yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I remember <laughs> all that shit. And this is like way before all of this. And I still didn't remember anything. <laughs> he was you pointing to the booze, like, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's funny. But did we that that sticks out in both our brains because we talked about it at the time. Yeah, you were I think like, we did. You were like, explain the pass you did. And I'm like, the fuck? I don't know. I laid on your legs and shoved one over. And <laughs> Yeah, you did an X-pass. <laughs> you just invented X-pass. Uh, yeah. Jiu-jitsu's it was bullshit. Awesome. Whatever it was. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I was like, yeah, Matt's like taking this serious. It's awesome. So it lasted like a week. And then we rolled again at some point, and you were still taking it serious. And then I watched you roll someone else later, and you were still taking it oh, serious. So. fuck, really? So I'm calling you out here. I'm sorry. Just mean, man. Okay, boys, that's good. Matt, you're good. Uh, you you kind of keep the conversation going and asking all the questions and nice and i cold stop it like that just out of spite to john grills who <laughs> called me out on mic he's like what's with the weird fucking just ending i'm like i'm doing it forever now <laughs> that's my new ending <laughs> <laughs>